0: Welcome! Y saludos amigos! A nuestra presentación, Revenge of the Pod, where we talk about all things nerd culture, movies, shows, pop culture, even some sports and a bit about ourselves. I'm your host, Luigi, and this is my co-host, Jason. What's up, everybody? Glad to have you back. Excited to have you with us today, guys, for another great episode. You can expect to get out out of us concession stands Uh, We don't really have a whole lot of trailers for you, so we're going to hop through that really quick and then do a good amount of TV land. And our feature presentation today is our top 10 Marvel uh, films in honor of Black Panther 2 coming out. Jason, I'm not going to lie to you. I feel like once that movie comes out, my whole hierarchy might change, but I want to see what it's like before it. Dude, the trailers have been amazing.
1: Although, I will say, I haven't seen that trailer that you sent me. I don't want anything. I just wanted to see the first teaser. I don't want anything more from it. I don't want to see anything more from it.
0: That trailer trailer got me so hyped. Don't worry, I know, I know. (laughs) Y'all don't want to see it. I get it, trust me. Y'all made that very clear. Uh, But, it's a dope trailer. I got so excited to see more of Neymor. Okay. Let's get into it. Jason, how you been this week,
1: man? Good, man. So the last time we spoke, we recorded before Halloween.
0: That is correct. So
1: shout out to all the trick-or-treaters and stuff like that. We, Jamie and I, we didn't dress up for Halloween. It was a bummer. Uh, Jamie got sick. But next year, we have a costume already set up in line that we're going to do. And uh, there's actually another costume that's already on sale that I'm thinking of buying. We were having a conversation about. It. I'm not gonna tell you what it is because I want to surprise you guys. I was like, Yo, this is only 100 bucks. Like, I think I'm gonna get it. I was like, Why do you want to get it? Like, we're not gonna do that next year. And I was like, I know, but like, what if we go trick or treating with like kids and stuff, or like it just just to be for fun, right? Like, yeah, yeah, they're gonna love it. And she's like, All right, whatever. And then we went uh, hiking this past weekend with uh, a friend of ours. Shout out Mariah. I don't know if she listens, but she has two kids and they love these characters so i was like see i told you she's like all right maybe you should buy it um so i'm definitely gonna buy that costumes have that set up ready and just have it ready for whenever because i feel like i'm gonna wear that like multiple times just to go out just to have a last minute costume ready you know so it well, makes sense we're doing that it's speaking of hiking it's hiking season here in arizona it's nice and cool now dude and uh do the desert views when it's nice and cool, bro. It's, it was amazing. Uh we hiked for about three miles. We did some brunch afterwards. It was cool, man. It was it was fun. And uh yeah, we did some brunch, you know, got a little bit of drinks, bro. Had a little good time today. Um pretty tired, but in a good way,
0: you know. Oh, I hear you, man. That man. sounds nice. Yeah, what'd you do this weekend? Well, uh Gabby and Got the uh, are out of town, so I've just been catching up on a bunch of work, man. That's it. This past week has been just like just swamped, swamped at work. So that's pretty much it for me. Nothing interesting. But uh, in the world of pop, pop culture. culture, did you know that Aaron Carter was found dead in his bathtub? I did, man. I heard about that. That's crazy, that's crazy, right? I remember seeing him as a
1: little kid, like. He was a little
0: kid. That's right. That's right. That's right.
1: (laughs) We'll do a little fun fact, uh, right? Because we found people, TikTok videos, all this stuff. Like, apparently that he went bankrupt as soon as he went 18, bro. Because apparently his parents used up all his money.
0: What? No way. So
1: although he sold millions of records, his parents, like, pretty much stole all his money. And they didn't pay taxes. So by the time he was 18, he was already $3 million in debt
0: no kidding and what is i mean did his parents help him at all
1: i don't know man because of that like he had to file for bankruptcy and then he got into his an addiction problem and they they honestly a lot of people are speculating that because of this that's and he he's been known to be like you know drug issues and all that stuff so not really surprised that he he went you know passed away as much as i hate to say that but like like the way he was going and stuff like that and how the parents did him dirty. It was, yeah, yeah it sucks, but like not surprising to be honest. That's sad. Yeah. Imagine your parents, like you're, you're a little famous kid. You're selling millions of records and they use all up, all, all your money. And by the time you turn 18, all the money that you were supposed to have, turns out there's none of it. And you're in debt. $3 million.
0: Well, I mean, I heard some crazy things about like the stuff they looked away from with uh, his brother and NSYNC. Yeah, dude, so they must have—they must have just been terrible, parents. terrible Hollywood parents. Those typical yeah. ones that people think of.
2: But anyway,
1: not, yeah, not only him, bro, but another um, another person passed away this week. Uh, takeoff from the Migos. Oh, that's right. Yeah, he got shot in the head. And the chest, I think, over a dice game, dude.
0: And it my, was an my... accidental shooting, right? Accidental it was shooting. But my guys. question
1: is, like, what are you doing when you're making millions of dollars, when you're in Houston after two thirty a.m. playing an illegal dice game, like? And you're getting an argument, like, dude, you you got to get yourself out of that those type of situations. You're making millions of dollars. You don't have to live that lifestyle anymore, right? I don't know. Yeah. It's a, it's a shame. And his uncle was there, you know,
0: his partner, uh, Quavo, and I'm not so much upset about the dice game as I am like, oh, why y'all why'd y'all have a bunch of fucking like who were you playing with that it got to a point where people were pulling out guns? You know what I mean? Yeah, where that was the issue. I mean, I like to I know you guys like to gamble. I like to gamble when I have money. I only like to gamble with
1: fantasy football. That's about it. <laughs> I actually don't like to gamble. I tried. I tried. Uh, I downloaded DraftKings last year because they have they were having specials. I lost. Uh, I think I was maybe down two hundred dollars. I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm not doing
0: this. This is not fun. Um. Yeah, I like yeah. gambling, but you know, I haven't lost a whole lot yet.
2: Yeah, slot uh, slot
1: machines are fun, you know. Like I'll, I'll put in twenty, and like if I lose it, then I lose it. If I get some money, then I'll save that. But that's about it. Uh, Texas Hold'em, but that takes forever. I love playing Texas Hold'em, but that's only like with a family thing. But I will never go to the casino to play Texas Hold'em.
0: That'll be your you know whole I mean? night and shit. <laughs> yeah, dude. I and
1: mean, that doesn't sound like fun to be honest. I'd rather go like go to the casino and see a live band play, get some beers, see my parents gamble on the slots for a bit you know like yeah yeah, that's that's my type of good night for me
0: yeah rest in peace takeoff you know what i mean yeah and Aaron (laughs) carter man
1: (laughs) rest in peace to those guys yeah that sucks dude yeah
0: Yeah. anyways another um, piece of celebrity news uh jason can you believe it it's finally happened after all the years of rumors and his team now sucks Tom Brady is also getting a divorce from Giselle Bündchen. Uh that's probably not helping his mental mental state. Well,
1: I mean the way the the team's playing, bro, I feel like has a lot to do with it.
0: Yeah. Yeah, or, I mean or is he or is he just getting old? I mean it could be a combination of all of those things. It could be a combination of both, I feel like. I feel like he he didn't realize how much he needed his home life to be good for him to play well on the field though, so. Right. I feel
1: that. I feel that. But also she wanted him to retire, was like, hey, just stay home with the kids, and like, he just like, I still have that itch, I still want to play, and maybe that got her upset, and
0: maybe that's why she filed for divorce. I don't know. We 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 don't know what's going on, but like, yeah, I did hear a lot of stories right? that she like put her career on hold for him. Oh, and she he did. said plenty he, of yeah, times, yeah, and then he said he would like switch back, right? Yeah, at some point, and that was why she was like, oh, hey, I want to do my things too. Yeah, I was like, oh, that sucks. <laughs> That sucks. And now you, you get I would a never, from her and now your team's losing. That sucks.
1: <laughs> I would never, I mean, that that kind of, if that's the case, man, that's kind of shitty. Like having to put your significant other's career goals on hold just to do what you're wanting to do. Yeah.
0: yeah a lot of people do it, man.
1: Yeah, man. That's, that's tough. I would, I would never want to do that for my significant other. That's crazy. Um, speaking of the sports world, uh, a team just won the World Series. Let's go, Houston Astros! You know,
0: <laughs> go Astros! I know, I know. They've, they they had cheating scandals, cheating. blah blah. blah. <laughs> so
1: everyone hates them now. But did they cheat this year? No. So did they earn it? Yeah. Go ahead, man. Uh, hey, man. Good series, good fought out series. I will say they played against the Phillies.
0: No one thought they were going to be in the World Series. So shout out to one of my coworkers, Sabrina. She is actually at that game. She was at the game when they won. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's awesome, She said bro. she was going to be at Game Six, and Game Six was when they won. So I'm like, oh my God, she got that's to awesome. see them win the fucking series. That must have been a hell of a memory. Yeah, dude, I didn't watch any of the playoffs this year
1: uh, just because football and basketball was going on, NBA. I'm sorry. I'm just going to watch that over baseball. No offense. Yeah, I'm not a baseball fan. Baseball but
0: fan. hey, we respect the game.
1: We do. We do. All right, let's speaking, get to ours. Hold on, let's, hold on. Bro.
0: Oh, I'm, so, I'm sorry. Speaking
1: so. of baseball, uh, I was listening to a podcast. Shout out Room Three Hundred Three, and we've had the honor of having two guests from that pod being on our show, right? Uh-huh, uh huh. Absolutely. Shout out Jermaine. Shout out Eric. And hey. um, Nick, the other person that we haven't had on our show, uh. Said on his podcast that he was kind of a, not upset. He was just like, why haven't I been invited to this pod? And he, hey, hey, Nick, we just known Eric and Jermaine longer. That's the only reason. And I didn't think you had any interest in being on our podcast, to be honest. So I'm saying it right now, today. If you do indeed listen to our podcast, here's our invite. We want you for one of our episodes fairly soon. Uh, we actually have a great idea for a future presentation for you. Um, so we would love for you to be on our pod. Um, the only way we're going to accept your invitation is if you text us after you listen to this episode or something. Uh, just so we know that you're listening to our pod too. Because we're we're avid listeners
2: of your <laughs>
1: support. So I just want to make sure that you're an avid listener for us as well.
0: So yeah, here's my invitation. Jermaine and Eric, <laughs> don't fuck this up. Don't tell them anything. <laughs>
1: Yeah, yeah. Don't tell him anything. I want I want to see if he does or not. So we we love you, Nick, and your close friend of ours. Even though we've only met probably once, but I've never listen.
0: met you. But I hope to meet you
1: one day. <laughs> all right. But yeah, that's all I have to say. So now, carrying on
0: to our our stuff, right? Yeah let's let's get into it, man. So. Random thing I found the other day. There is a Godzilla ride coming to an amusement park in Japan. As if they didn't have enough amusement parks over there. They already have a whole Nintendo world. They have Disney. I think they have Universal over there. Don't they have like a huge Gundam wing? Yeah. 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 Yeah, They do. They do. That's Japan. Now they're also going to have a Godzilla ride at one of their fucking amusement parks. Makes me want to go to Japan just to see all the amusement parks. That must be. A fantastic time
1: it's funny you, you mentioned that because that, I was talking about it with uh, Jamie today after our hike and our friend that we want yeah. to go that I, I want to go to Japan like that's a place that I would like to go to uh, just cause yeah, yeah. imagine
0: the food the, the ramen
1: food, the scenery and also all the oh. cool technology stuff
0: yeah oh that's true I would I just want some ramen and some sushi man oh Ooh, sushi I want some sushi I hear the sushi over there is amazing yeah, man. I mean, I don't know. Goku makes ramen look pretty damn good too. He does. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, all right, moving on. So I wanted to put on a note on Black on um, Black Adam. We were talking about it. I wanted to tell you, Jason. I forgot to mention how much I hated the musical score. Oh, was it bad? Yeah, and then they tried to do so. Sometimes it lands really well, like it did and gosh they did a really good job of using music in guardians of the galaxy a really good job of it in god what other movie was it
1: Guardians of the galaxy 2 uh, <laughs>
0: black panther black panther was pretty solid i think guardians was better at it uh say what say what you will about it it's not a good movie but they did use music in a clever way suicide squad um, oh yeah they for sure uh, did yeah.
1: Yeah, um, I know you don't like him well I think you do like him but you
0: still don't like Tenet all the scores in um, Christopher Nolan's films are amazing oh absolutely yeah. like actual score because I'm, I'm going into music and score because Black Adam like puts in songs in like certain moments to hype up the scene and that's uh-huh. what I was thinking of music with, with those films but yes musical score Django Unchained oh, amazing one Django Unchained?
1: Yeah, Django Unchained. The musical they, score? Yeah, they have a Rick Ross song that they put in that like fit perfectly for some reason. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yes. Is that what you're Good talking one. about? Yes. Okay. So okay.
0: Black Adam tries to do this, I think, twice. It doesn't really land. And then to top it, the actual musical score, um, I don't know. I mean, maybe it was just me, but it felt like it was It was using build music that feels like it's building towards something but the entire time. So it kind of loses its meaning and none of the scenes are given any like help by the music. It's almost like the music doesn't match the, the film to me. I was like, I, I'll, some of these, some of these arrangements aren't making sense to me. Yeah. I get what you're saying. Yeah. And then they tried to use paint it black in a, in a fight scene. Didn't really work for me. Um, wasn't great. I think they used another song that I didn't love. I will tell you, though, Dr. Fate and Hawkman, I liked them both a lot. Anyway, moving on again. Speaking of Suicide Squad and its sequel, The Suicide Squad, did you know James Gunn is going to be taking over at DC Studios along with Peter Safran, longtime collaborator and producer? I heard about that. So they're going to be the Kevin Feige of the DCEU, right? Exactly, and I think we were just talking about this. No, was it you? No, I was listening to this on another pod that James Gunn might not have the same vision for Black Adam as The Rock. And as you, if you, if you watch Black Adam, you're gonna know that movie was whatever The Rock wants, The Rock gets. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see that moving forward. But I'm excited to see the direction they go in. I really hope they they do still keep Henry Cavill, and they continue with some of these stories. And we could always have like disconnected stories from DC if they work. Well, uh, let me tell you this: if James Gunn, right, because he had a
1: part with, um, what's the one with uh, you can't see me?
0: What's his face? Oh my God, his name's not bringing a bell to me right. Now. <laughs> You, that's right uh oh my john god. cena thank you there we go same thing happened to me i was like wait a second why can't i remember with a peacemaker that yes. show loved it dude and
1: the direction they went with that was honestly hilarious dude i felt a very uh gallons of the garland Gaddian, Ga- oh my god guardians of the galaxy <laughs> uh, uh, I mean, uh, so if he's going in that direction
0: I'm, i'm for it dude to be honest yeah, I'm excited to see what he does with it. I think he
2: he has tough, worked dude.
0: very closely with Kevin Feige and did a lot of great things for the MCU. So he's going to take that experience and he's going to make it uh, work for the way the DC that DC comics work. Yeah, I mean, and I think yeah, it'll DC's be DC is a little her,
1: darker but, than MCU. Let's be honest. So like
0: DC just the the characters are different and you got to work them in a different way. Like, and they don't. And even in the comics, DC, like, starts over again a lot. Like, they they have a bunch of different universes. Mm-hmm. Whereas Marvel, it's usually one continuous one, just like in MCU. Yeah. So, I mean, they could keep going with just random stories and connect them when they want to. Because it would make sense because it's still a multiverse. You know what I mean? If you want them to be in the same movie, you can do it. There's always multiversal stories. That is true. All right, but anyway... Speaking of uh, DC, Superman himself is not going to be returning as Geralt in season four of The Witcher. Now, season three has not come out and expected. I think it's expected next spring. Um,
1: Superman himself by Henry Cavill. He's not going to be returning in The Witcher. That's
0: right. That is Um, right. Henry Cavill will not be returning as Geralt in season four of The Witcher most likely because of his return to the Superman role. Um, and he also, it sounds like there's a lot of people saying that behind the scenes he was not agreeing with the creators of the show because they wanted to go like further away from the books. And he didn't agree with that. He, he thought they should stay pretty close to the books. So, yeah. Interesting. Yeah, yeah But they I, have
1: uh, Liam Hensworth,
0: Taken over as his replacement, right? That's right. Uh, Chris Hemsworth's brother. Last time I saw him in anything was uh, Hunger Games, though. So we'll see how he's doing.
1: That's right. That's right. Well, I mean, we'll see, you know. Uh, Yeah, that's a bummer. I haven't seen The Witcher, but I've heard nothing but good
0: things. It's a fun show. I, I I had a really good time watching it. So I, I was bummed because a big part of why you like the show is because of Henry Cavill. His character is, is pretty—he's pretty cool. I gotta say, he's pretty damn cool. <laughs> uh, I bet he's a badass too. Oh, absolutely. The yeah. whole time, yeah. just a badass. Uh, Jason, I heard you were watching Game of Thrones. I'm so happy, I'm so happy to hear that. I have oh. some bad news for you, but also could be good news because Game of Thrones is a long series, but House of Dragon season two. Should not be expected any sooner than twenty twenty four and it could be more like spring or summer of twenty twenty four
1: that's okay i yeah. I want them to get it right, you know what i'm saying let let them take their
0: time with it
2: yeah you know? they're gonna
0: they're definitely gonna be working for a really big storyline man that's that's almost two years of waiting for it. But honestly, well, that happened with the last few seasons of Game of yeah. Thrones too. All the it's effects fine, they bro. put in I'm not I'm not
1: I'm not upset about it. We're we're almost into 2023, so time I feel like as you get older it goes by faster, right? So I'm not even
0: I'm not tripping. That's true even when you're trying to hold on to it. Especially since I'm catching up on Game of Thrones, so it's it's all good. <laughs> Man, tell me the next time you guys watch, maybe I'll
1: catch an episode. Well, uh, speaking of HBO, my friend, uh, did you know HBO has canceled uh, Westworld after four seasons? No, it's canceled. Yeah. Yeah, So Westworld, I've only seen season one. Amazing.
0: Yeah, really good. Really good. Really
1: good. Really good. But for some reason, I just never caught on to watching the second and continue on. Maybe that's the problem, right? It is Um, an
0: overly complicated show. I'll say that. Yeah. They they make it more complicated than it needs to be at times.
1: The problem is, is that ideally Westworld wanted to end after five seasons. So they wanted to close the storyline after the fifth season. So now the fans who have been watching all four seasons aren't going to get closure to this. They completely just canceled it.
0: Yeah, that was. And I heard that they they had found a pretty good place at the end of the, the third, the fourth season, right? Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't yeah. like I said. I've only seen season one, so like the story really picked back up because there was like a lull uh, where it was just getting too convoluted. I'm like, yeah, that was the that's problem a... the show had. There were too many things happening all at once, and they weren't telling you what was going on. Yeah, but a bummer. Yeah, I'm bummed because it had a lot, a lot of really good potential. Man, that's too bad. But something did get renewed, right? Oh, yeah. On Netflix, Sandman has been renewed for a season two. So Sandman fans, you're definitely going to see a second season. And from what I've seen, that first season is already very like. It looks like art. It looks like moving art. So that's pretty interesting to see. So I'm definitely interested in the storylines and where they go. Did you finish watching the rest of it? I know you know how many things we have to watch, Jason. Yeah, yeah, true. I, I, no, I'm just asking. I just <laughs> want to see where you're where you're at with that show because I know you started watching it. I haven't. So, no, I had <laughs> been waiting for for Gabby to watch a few episodes, and then she she started watching it on on her own. So I was like, okay, I can watch this like whenever <laughs> I have time. Fair enough.
1: Uh, a nice little teaser before we get into our favorite Marvel movies. Um, Sony has reportedly discussed with. Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man to appear in Across the Universe, the next film that's coming out. Across the Spider-Verse? About? Across the Spider-Verse, I'm sorry. Oh, I'm, I'm excited. How do you feel man. about that? Like have it, is it going to be like a cartoon characters of themselves,
0: or is it going to be like a live
1: action? Like, well, what, what, what's Oh, what's it's got
0: to be. It's got to be cartoon versions of themselves, right, in the movie. And just, they
1: just force the character, like just like a quick scene. Yeah. I don't know.
0: Yeah, that has their costume, looks like them. Yeah. I don't know I think that's pretty cool like
1: just again just appreciating Andrew Garfield and Toby for everything they did for us
0: as kids you know I really really want Andrew Garfield to get one more shot at Spider-Man Yeah give him a trilogy is what you're saying uh, yes. yes like like screw all the old storylines if you don't want to continue any of them I don't even care you could do like one of those mini featurettes or like uh the last time you saw him and then just fill us in on the rest and start a whole new story. Get us there. Just give him a good movie. I don't even give a shit. <laughs> yeah, give him
1: an alien a fight, right? He's like, You guys fought aliens? Having right? fun. Uh, yeah. You know? <laughs> I'm lame. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, you're not. you're not. You're not. You're not lame. Uh, anyways, carry on. We'll 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 speak more about this later, right? <laughs> yeah. Let's get into our trailers.
0: Very All short right, so trailer. <laughs> very, very short, in fact. Only two things to announce, and they are already out. Guys, if you have not gotten your tickets for Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, it's coming out this Friday. I've got my tickets for Saturday morning. Oh, same. I'm going going Saturday afternoon. Nice. We're going at 11. That's the best time for Katia to get through the whole movie. Hell yeah,
1: dude. I'm excited. Yeah. Yeah, so we're recording on Sunday the 6th today, guys. So we'll be seeing this in seven days from seven days. 16 days.
0: Seven days. Oh, sorry. It's not yeah. October anymore. <laughs> Although uh, we will be catching you up on some of the horror stuff that we finally got to watch. Oh, I've got funny. to watch a few things and I'm going to be watching a few more. So, uh, Anyway, Armageddon Time also is already out. It is a coming-of-age story that has a lot to do uh, with race and class in the United States in the 70s and 80s. Uh, and yeah, it's, it's a lot of different things together, but it's actually a almost a biographical story of the director's own experiences as a kid. So I'm definitely interested in seeing that movie. It has, uh, oh my gosh, she was, she was Catwoman in the Nolan films. Why is, why am I blanking? Anne Hathaway. Yes. Has Anne Hathaway. It also has Anthony Hopkins, um, I think those are the big ones. I feel like I'm forgetting one. Uh, Jeremy Strong is in it as well, Jessica Chastain. So yeah, we got there's a there's a few big names in there. It's a very personal movie. I'm definitely excited to see what he does with it. And uh, yeah, check it out, guys. It's already out in theaters. Check that out. Check out Black Panther two. And that's it for our trailers. Hell yeah. TV land,
1: it is. All right, man. What do, you, what, do you, what do you want to get into first?
0: So many things that we've watched, guys. This is where we've been. This is why we are behind on some of our other shows. But we're going to do, let's, let's put the two Star Wars things that we're going to talk about last. Okay, let me get into my quick recaps because I, I don't want to talk yeah.
1: about them too fast. Is that okay? Yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. So, again, we haven't spoken since before halloween so on halloween jamie was feeling a little sick so i wanted to we wanted to watch something halloween based or i think it was more me honestly was like do you want to watch something i was like can we watch little shop of horrors uh one of my favorite musicals right so we ended up watching it so and i haven't seen little shop of horrors in a hot minute yeah so it still holds up, man. It's kind of, uh, you know, cringe at times, but it, it was really good. I think she liked it. I forgot to ask her before we started recording. Um, but damn, man, just a good Halloween movie to watch. So if you guys ever want to watch a musical and it's spooky season, it's just a fun movie, you know, with the, the alien, the plant, you know, the whole thing. Uh The songs, honestly, are a little catchy. So, you know, little shop, little shop, you know, suddenly see more. All that fire, still loved it, and I still recommend watching it, uh, even though it some of the stuff hasn't aged well. So, <laughs> <laughs>
0: I mean, there's that's a lot for yeah, yeah nowadays. Yeah. all um, of it is so outdated at this point, but you gotta enjoy it for what it was. It was fun. I'll find out from Jamie
1: if she liked it or not. So, I'll tell you guys in the next, next episode. It, it seemed like she had enjoyed it. On another right. news, we we spoke about House of Dragon, the finale. We it was set in stone. We're like, all right, you know what? We really liked House of Dragon. Both her and I haven't seen Game of Thrones. So we started, we decided we're like, we're gonna watch Game of Thrones from beginning to end. And we are three episodes in for the first time ever, episodes one through three already set. We watched them already. In the
0: books. <laughs>
1: in the books. And it's funny because we a lot of people told us like it's slow at first, but I promise just keep watching it. And then for me personally, after watching the first episode, all, all three episodes, it's not slow to me at all. But I, I guess think compared made,
0: to House of the Dragon, it feels slower. I I think
1: also because we know like some of the stories, like we know who the Targaryens are and stuff. Like all, like we already know stuff going into it. So me and her are like already building up theories, of like. For example, like, uh, Khaleesi's and her brother, what's his, what's his bitch ass name? Um, J- <sighs> uh, God, what is his
0: name? I forgot, I forgot his name,
1: but we we were like, who does he descend from? Like, who are his, so we have theories, like, is he from the Rhaenyria family, or is he from the Aegon, Aegon's family? Like, we know he's from Viserys, obviously, but, like, which side of, like, you know what I mean? So uh-huh. we're trying to, we're trying to figure that out, and, um, you know, we were introduced to the, La- the Lannisters. Uh, I'm going to tell you right now, some of my favorite characters right now. Arya, she's a badass. Hell yeah. Um, I like uh, the, the dwarf Lannister. T- t- what's Tyrion.
2: Tyrion. Tyrion, I love him.
1: He's yeah, cool.
0: Yeah, he's fucking, he's so entertaining.
1: Um, the one that's, um, the who was asked to be the hand, the, the father, what's his name? Oh, Ned Stark. Um, Ned Stark love he's the him. Man. He's a badass. The man, dude. And uh, a young Jon Snow, bro. I like him. Although John he's a bastard. Dope. He's dope.
0: Um, Rob Stark is dope. Um, you know, I- I'm only three episodes in, man, so don't 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 ruin shit for me. I'm just saying <laughs> I like every member of the Stark family. I'll tell you that.
2: Okay. Okay. Every very, single very one. Yeah.
1: Yeah, man. Uh it- it's cool. It's just kind of fun to see, like, oh, okay, this is how. There's no dragons here right now. What happened to Targaryens? Like what's going on? Cuz House of Dragon they're like Targaryens was like ruling the seven kingdoms and they're not right now. Like what's what's going on, right?
2: Uh-huh. So it's it's
1: it's kind of it's very interesting and we're really enjoying it. Um I'm also also I was really creeped out about the whole incest thing in House of Dragon. <laughs> like I was I was I was weirded out about it and I would bring it up a lot to my friends like Jason like what, all my friends would kind of roast me like why you keep bringing this up, bro? Like, are you kind of into that? I was like, no, I'm not kind of into that. And I started watching Game of Thrones. Is like, oh, because you guys are already used to watching stuff like this. Yeah, we've been um, watching
0: it for like eight seasons. Yeah, so.
1: like the Lannister twins, the twins that are, dude, that yeah. was, yeah, bleh, bleh.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah, it disgusting, was, bro, it was a big deal when when that was uh, that was shown to be happening in the first time. Yeah, dude,
1: it was uh, overall um people are saying that it starts off slow to me it's not
0: it's building up and i'm loving it loving it that's dope man i'm so glad you're watching it again you
1: gotta let me know yeah
2: i'll
1: give you guys a little quick recap after season one see see where my thoughts are but like hey i'm I'm in this journey guys and oh i also posted on my instagram like hey we're starting this and i probably got like maybe response from like 10 people like oh my god you're in for a ride or just like stuff like that like Just like, oh my god, I'm so jealous for you. Like, like you're gonna fucking enjoy this, blah blah blah. So, shout out to all those people that messaged me. Love you guys. If you guys listen, love you even more. Um, Haley, shout out Haley, Edmondson. Hey, hey. she she was one of yeah. she's the one that uh, she was one of the ones that uh, told me that. So uh, that was fun, dude.
0: (laughs) Uh, Good friend of the pod, right there. Yeah. What, What about you, my friend? Well, let's see. I've Been watching quite a few things. Uh, First one I'll mention, since it's still in the world of fantasy and we haven't really covered it, is Rings of Power. Rings of Power, Lord of Rings. Yeah, finally watched the finale. I watched the whole season. I have never seen a show that looks. There are movies that don't look as expensive as this show looks. It looks beautiful. And I had a lot of fun with the storyline. It's a lot more upbeat, and at that, this one they tried to make it a little bit darker, uh, try to make it feel like it had more stakes. Uh, But it was still, it still had the Tolkien feel of like, I don't know. There's a joy behind their their story, his stories. I don't know what it is that they do, but there's just like a happiness to the characters that that you don't get in Game of Thrones. (laughs) (laughs) It sounds
1: like a happy ending, like the good guy
0: kind of wins, right? I haven't seen the show, but still. Um. Yeah. Well, there's some really interesting things. I mean, it's uh, so the main bad guy in in, in, oh my gosh, why did I keep wanting to say Game of Thrones? Uh, Lord of the Rings is Sauron, right? They're trying to stop Sauron from coming back. Well, in this one, right. Um, it's something similar, but it's also like how they gave rise to him. And I'm assuming in the next season, we'll see like full blown war. And I'm not going to say too much besides that, but okay. this first season was a lot of setup and a oh lot God, of setup. This, Okay, the scenery, the characters introduced, the creatures that were introduced. It's such a rich, rich world of lore. And I, I mean, I'm not too, like I've never read any Lord of the Rings books. I did read the Hobbit in school because we had to read it in sixth grade. But this what, totally, really? ma- yeah. I had to read it in no. What was it? No, seventh grade. I had to read it in seventh grade. Uh, what with what teacher? Did you? What? What middle school did you go to? to MacArthur. What? With, Which teacher? With Miss Bechtel?
1: I didn't have Bechtel, bro. Oh yeah, yeah. I kind of wish I would have. We did a
0: lot of Holocaust stuff, so that's that's <sighs> Honestly, I'm I'm kind of cool with that. Honestly, I was about to say I would have rather read the Holocaust stuff. Yeah. I could have sw- Honestly, though, The Hobbit was a really good read, even though, you know, it's it's a long book and I don't have a whole lot of uh, uh, ability to continue reading long books, but it was it was a good book. Anyway, so I have a little bit of knowledge on it. This show, I was like, my God, I want to I want to be in this. I want to watch this show more. I want to I want to be in this world longer. I want them to just take me around because they had so much amazing scenery and like interactions between characters that you could tell have been built over this really long storyline and it, it works really good. You know, one of the writers, gosh, one of the writers was also a writer on better call Saul and breaking bad. Mm. Yeah. And you see, so she was comparing some of the, she was comparing Gus Fring to, some of the characters that were in the show. am not going to say which uh, I was listening to her interview on podcast that I, that I love shout out to x-ray vision. And it was, it was so interesting to hear. Yeah. And then she also like played on some of the friendships uh, between people. Obviously she's pretty good at doing that. Breaking bad is a good example. I haven't seen better call Saul. So I don't know if he has a right hand man like that, but she was, there were a lot of comparisons that they made there. She was saying she surprisingly was uniquely qualified for it. So it's a, it's a cool show. I really like it. I know Lord of the Rings uh, super fans were not a fan of it. Um, and it's got mixed reviews, but I had a great time watching it. So Yeah, uh, Cole s- loved it too from what he's told me. He's like, yo, this, this is awesome. Yeah, so. it's just a lot of fun. Even when they're being dark, it's fun. So you're like, ah, yeah, I can watch this. Like, keep watching this.
1: Definitely on my to watch list, and I'm
0: gonna watch it. I promise. I promise. I yeah, <laughs> promise. check yeah. it out, man. Now that I've finished the <laughs> season, I can, I can solidly recommend it. Um, okay, so next for me though is outside of the fantasy, but into a real life situation. All quite on the Western Front from net on Netflix. Not from Netflix. It is. A novel that was made after World War I and turned into a movie in the 1930s. Uh, one of the was considered one of the greatest war movies of all time, and now they've redone it with actual German actors and today's cameras and effects. Jason, when I tell you, you know how everybody makes, well, not everybody, but when everybody thinks of World War II movies, Everybody thinks of two movies, at least that I, can, that I can remember. There's other ones for sure, but everyone thinks of two movies. Which two do you think always come first? World War II movies? Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll make sense out of all this right now. World War II movies. Yep. Life is Beautiful? That is not the one you would think everyone would say, Jason. Oh. Well, that's like one of my favorite movies of all it time, is really, so. Yes, it's a great film. Yeah. But it's also an Italian film. And <laughs> we are talking about extremely popular. *Inglorious like, Bastards? Jason, you are ruining what? this.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. I'm trying to think of... What, what, I would say...
0: What, okay, you know what? Maybe Schindler's maybe, List. Schindler's List I'm yeah. sorry. I haven't seen it, so I can't. My bad. And Saving Private Ryan, right? That shows... The Holocaust yeah. side and the yeah, yeah, yeah. battle side. Well, oh my bad. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's fine. You you had two very good examples, but like not not where, not where you wanted me to respond. Yeah, they were definitely yeah. not most popular. Although oh. Inglorious Bastards very uh, cults popular. Very cult though,
1: popular, and, and uh,
0: it did well in the box office too. I think just not as good as Saving Private Ryan or Schindler's yeah. List. But. No, All Quiet on the Western Front is if they do anything, if a teacher ever shows because I'm a teacher and I've done this, ever shows any footage of World War One, let it be this movie to show World War One or World War II. See, no, see, that's why I'm saying for World War II, it's Schindler's List and Private Ryan. This is a World War One. This is a quintessential. I feel like this is the quintessential World, world War I movie. Like, if you're going to watch a movie about World War I, it's going to be this one 1917? More than 1917. Oh, okay. Okay. And I love 1917. I'll tell Me you too. what, though. Me, too. I, was t- I will watch 1917 again. Easy. This one is not an easy watch. You leave that movie drained emotionally. And this one's Netflix, right? Yes. All quite on the Western Front. My God. It just shows uh Germany's losing side of the war and what that looks like uh towards the end in the final years. Oh, and
1: just and how they go into the depression, right? And what causes pretty much World War Two.
0: Yeah, exactly. It doesn't talk about the depression. It's just it follows a group of soldiers in World War One and it just it is heart wrenching, man. I've never, I've never seen such a visceral soldier experience, except for maybe Saving Private Ryan. Yeah. Or well, again, like let, let's
1: think about it. Even to... though they're, even though they're on the other side, there's still some people on that side that are just fighting for their families and trying to live for a better life. It's not, and they're yeah, influenced so it's, by leaders. It's not like,
0: yeah, it's not like World War II where yeah. they were like brainwashed into thinking they should kill anyone who's, you know not an Aryan but yeah this world war one there was sure there were ra- there was racism and ide- ideological things like that but that wasn't the cause of these wars they weren't fighting to rid the world of you know the what, Jewish people or was any minority, minority. I world war one it was about entanglements uh, a lot of a lot of alliances between different countries caused them all to go to war together after the um, after the assassination of Archduke Franz Ferdinand in Serbia, okay, okay, yeah. So after that, it would it would trigger a set of events that would cause Germany, Russia, uh, in France, England, and I think Belgium to go into the war immediately. Like that was already the sides that were being drawn right off the bat because of alliances that countries held with each other the austro-hungarian empire was obviously immediately there yeah it was it was it was a a, our first modern war so it was the first war that you saw chemical warfare they never used it again after that that was the first war that they utilized tanks in a serious way flamethrowers were new uh guns that were a little more easy uh, guns that were much easier actually to reload, were were first used in this war. They weren't semi-automatic or automatics, yeah. but they were they were still much faster than what you think of in the wasn't, Civil War. Wasn't World War Two like the first war with uh, planes? Or yeah, no. I know no. World War One was the first war with planes. Uh, it looked different though. It looked like those old timey oh, okay. planes, yeah, yeah, where yeah, there yeah. were only two people in it, but it also had a gunner, a gunner yeah. option. That's yeah. crazy.
1: Yeah, so it just intensified the war and more deaths, and that's why it was called The Great
0: War. Yeah, right? it was so, the it was the greatest loss of life, uh, obviously, until World War II, and then World War II was just a whole different monster. But yeah, man, you, you will not regret watching this movie. I planned to watch it in parts because it was two and a half hours. I could not stop watching it. I went to sleep at like 1.30 in the morning. Nice. So this, this was on a weekday and I was like, I'm going to regret this, but will I? I just took a bang energy drink and I was good to go. So highly recommend. I'm not going to lie to you. It could be because of what kind of films and what kind of things I'm interested in. But for the year, I, I'd say that I'd give everything everywhere all at once, still on top at a nine, what like. Nine point five, maybe ten, just because I don't really have
1: a well no no don't give it ten. You can't give anything a ten, bro. Nine
0: point five, I'm giving it a nine point five because it does somehow, some way feel long. So that means there are parts of the movie that do drag even though they're entertaining. Um anyway. Yeah, that it's just there's very little to say that's wrong with the movie besides that for me personally. So nine point five could be where it stays. Ten, yeah, it has to be the greatest movie of all time, right?
2: Hell but anyway,
0: yeah, for me, I would put "All Quiet on the Western Front" as number two for you for the year. So you would put "All Quiet on the Western
1: Front" right behind um, everything, or everything, everywhere, all at once for the year of movies that you've seen.
0: Is that what you're saying? I would say yes. Yes, at a, mm, a 9.0 probably. Okay. Yeah. Damn. Uh,
1: yeah, I would say... I know you like your history movies. So I know. I'm not, know. honestly not
0: too surprised. It's... uh, Whew. It is... An intense film to watch. And without saying a lot, they say so much. Like just... Paying attention to what they're doing, why they're doing it or or reasons why they might be doing it, you're like, oh all of this all of this is telling me a story that's pretty rough so it's it's a really good movie. The characters are are believable, and they're like young Germans right who think they're gonna go off and fight and win the war and represent their country and make their families proud, right and you know but, go that way, I mean, very quickly, it's it's ne- it's it's no longer about any of that. It's just like, how can me and my guys make sure that we we all survive? Alive? Yeah, <laughs> oh, that's crazy. Yeah. Oh man, it's like living a day at a time. But okay, uh, that's another one that I've watched, Jason. I'm telling you, you should watch it. If you don't like war movies, then it you might sold not be me free. on it, bro. No, I okay. love war movies. Yeah, you sold me on it. All right, sweet, sweet, sweet. I won't say much. I won't say much else. Then I've said plenty. Thomas, right, guys. listening, watch this. Yes, Thomas was saying he was going to watch it too. So check it out on Netflix, guys. All quiet on the Western Front. Next up for me, I started watching another Netflix show. Actually, the rest of these are Netflix, so easy. Most I don't know anyone who doesn't have Netflix at this point. So, The Watcher, first couple of episodes of The Watcher are the, another show that I've just started. So, Jason, if you know me, if you've known me well enough, you know what my worst fear is. What is my wor- worst fear? Someone taking your daughter. True. In which scenario would this be? Um, you not knowing about it? Home
1: Invasion. Home invasions.
0: Invasion. Oh, okay, okay. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> yeah. So home invasions are my absolute like wait hold since on. Since I was a kid. Is this the one where a, a
1: family moves in and they're getting notes from people that they're gonna they're giving them like threatening stuff, right? Yes, sir. You know that's Absolutely. based on
0: a real thing. Yeah, I haven't heard the real story, and I've I'm only on episode four of The Watcher. I hear it takes a really not great turn at the end, but man, I am so invested. I need to watch the rest of this story. That is also on Netflix, right? That is also on Netflix. Yeah. I want to I watch couldn't that. sleep that night. I watched three episodes. Oh. I couldn't sleep, but it's cause you know, I literally was waking up saying like, they're not going to get us. They're not going to catch us in our sleep. <laughs> so so the, it was, it's the show gets in your head. Definitely. How weird is that though? Like you, you,
1: you move into a new home and you're getting letters and like they're they're pretty much telling you all the stuff that you're doing on a daily basis sometimes, right?
0: Yeah. Dude, That's not only fucking that, creepy,
1: bro. Like, who the fuck is stalking that stuff?
0: Not only that, dude. People are getting into their house. Oh, like, like, multiple people. Yes. Whoa. Yeah. And then F that, dude. And then they'll like find evidence of it in their house. Call the cops, right? At one point. The 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 father was talking to this guy who said he was a building inspector because they were doing work on the kitchen, mm-hmm. and he went to go talk to another another one of the workers there. He's like, "Hey, that building inspector was really weird. I don't want him back here again." They're like, "We don't have a building ins- inspector here today." Like, whoa! It would be one of two people, and both of them were not the guy. He- yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I was dude, tripping. That's, yeah, that's that's too much, bro. It's, it is, I got to see how it, I got to see how it goes. The Watcher on Netflix, man. I, uh, I'll keep you guys updated once I get finished with it, but it was, I uh, got, it got in my head for sure. Yeah. That's, that's, that's one I want to watch too. Um So yeah, let me
1: know how it goes.
0: And last one for me that you have not seen is Cabinet of Curiosities. Guillermo del Toro's anthology series anthology horror series on netflix as well saw the first three episodes so it was locker 69 no not 69 that's (laughs) no not that one (laughs) nice uh yeah (laughs) sorry guys sorry i don't know it's 60 something uh so that's the first episode and then the next one is about rats so hold on let me get the titles here here we go, lot thirty six. Oh, it had a six in there. <laughs> what do you, use, you sixty nine mother? <laughs> listen, listen. I knew there was a six. <laughs> <laughs> oh, moving on. So that's the first episode. It is about a guy who buys a storage unit. Uh, it is lot thirty six, and they're they're quick stories. They have a lot of famous people in them, though, and. Just the things he finds in there, and what happens afterward, I don't want to. I don't want to give anything away. The second episode I saw was Graveyard Rats, and this one's based. You can tell in like the late eighteen hundreds. Uh, there's technology rising. You're seeing more automated things, more electricity, but it's also still pretty old timey. Right. And it's this. It's this Undertaker, who um, is, I guess, in debt. And he takes stuff off the bodies of the people he's burying that he's like, that are burying, that are being buried at his cemetery. So he's like a grave robber. Yeah. He's a grave robber and he robs from grave robbers too. It's pretty funny. Um, But the story is that these rats keep taking everything off of the bodies. And so it's his battle with the rats. That one's an interesting one too. I thought it was fun. It was so like old school horror. So it was cool to watch. And then episode three, the autopsy. That's a good one. That's, I'm not going to say a whole lot about that one because. Wait, did you one say this is, is, is also on Netflix. Out. Yeah. It's on Netflix. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to Gabby wants me to wait to watch the rest of them with her. So I might, but I really want to watch more of those really, really fun horror show. Uh, it didn't have a whole lot of jump scares, but it had a few, and it had some creepy stuff. I'll tell you that. Like yeah. it had some pretty creepy stuff. Yeah. Do you better so, wait for her, man? That's her thing, bro. Horror is her thing, dude. Uh, I got well, your back, Gabby. You you better wow. wait for her, you motherfucker. Oh hey, whoa <laughs> hey. She she started watching Sandman without me. I am taking oh, it. A, oh come on, to Gabby. That's messed yeah. up now. Hey no 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 no. It's oh. all good. It's all good. Listen. If we waited for each other to watch everything, we wouldn't watch anything. So Fair enough. Fair enough. I I respect that. I ain't hating on her for that at all. But anyway, moving on. That was my last recommendation, guys, of what I'm watching right now. Highly recommend Cabinet of Curiosities. Watch her. We'll see how it goes. All Quiet on the Western Front, for sure. Rings of Power, for sure. Uh, Jason, there's one that you are watching that I really want to watch. And we got to talk about next week. Yes, so I'll I'll just give a
1: little brief rundown of this. And honestly, man, you could probably watch that today. You'll finish that. Let's see if if we stop recording, it's five forty two your time. Let's say you were to watch it right now, it's five forty two. You'll finish watching it before nine p.m.
2: That's how fast oh, sure. it is.
1: Yeah, they're they're short episodes. They're about twenty minutes, maybe even less, sixteen minute episodes. Um, we're going into Star Wars, guys. Disney Plus. You can watch both these shows that we're about to talk about on Disney Plus. Uh, we're talking about Tales of the Jedi. And it's animated just like the Clone Wars series, the Bad Batch series, the Rebels series. And it follows none other than my homegirl Ahsoka and Count Dooku before he turns evil, uh, turns to the dark side. And it shows just scenes of uh, Ahsoka when, how she was found to be a Jedi when she was a baby and when they first noticed her to be cut, like, like oh, she has, she is one with the Force. And it's just little shorts of, like, um, them, of, like, how they become became a Jedi. They show her how she met Anakin. They show Count Dooku of, like, him, like, reasons why, like, he turned to the dark side because, in all honesty, man, Dooku was very educated man, very good duelist, and but he asked questions. Uh, he was trained by Master Yoda, and you see his turn, dude, and I think I like his turn more than I like Anakin's,
0: to be yeah, honest. I, I keep hearing that his turn, everyone's like, I mean, he's like not wrong. That's what I yeah, keep hearing. Exactly, yeah,
1: exactly. <laughs> exactly, and like, they kind of, you see it, and you're like, whoa, that kind of makes sense why he turned to the dark side. And you're just like, Oh, dude, and it, make, it makes it, this show makes it so much better if you watch the Clone Wars series. Like, because you see, uh, dude, I, I, would, I would like, I saw characters and I was like, oh my God, that's so-and-so. Oh my God. Like, they do a lot of cameos that like just go back to everything and just like subtle cameos. Like, it doesn't ruin the story. Like, if you haven't watched it, that's fine. But they also, like, if you did watch it and you're an avid fan and you watch, it just icing on the cake for you. Um, I had to pause a couple times just to explain to Jamie. Is like, cause I got excited when I saw like some characters, and she's like, "Wait, what?" And I was like, oh, "Baby, like, so this is what's going on. This is what's going on." She's like, oh, "Okay." I was like, "We have to watch Clone Wars now." I was like, "We just have to, cause I think you'll enjoy it now, cause she, it, it seemed she really enjoyed it too." So I was like, hey, she- oh, "If you, yeah," I was like, "If you enjoyed this, and." Then- I think you're ready to watch The Clone Wars. hey, I hear
0: series. there are episodes that are tear jerkers, is that true?
1: There was, dude.
0: There really was. Um
1: I think episode 1 for me. And there's another one. I I don't want to ruin too much for it cuz again, they're really short episodes, dude, and they you'll finish them so quick, I promise you. and they're they're, they're that good. Um on Rotten Tomatoes are 100% for critic scores. No kidding. Yeah. I don't know if it's still that because, like, right when it came out, right, people are gonna watch it. But like, every episode, and I was invested. Um, And again, guys, if you have nothing else to watch, there, I think there's six episodes, and they're all 20 minutes or less. So easy watch, guys. Easy watch. Highly recommend it. The animation's great. Uh, If you love Ahsoka, awesome. If you if you like Count Dooku, yes, dude. And Count Dooku again, like I just. I love Count Dooku more after this series.
0: Yeah, like, that's I how much that
1: I, that's how much I like his story on, on in the Tales of the Jedi. Uh,
0: everyone was very much surprised from what I'm hearing about how good Dooku's story was like, and how much like again, shout out to X-ray Vision, but they were talking about how his uh, he was just a straight bad guy, just in the movies he's he's a pretty shallow bad guy at that yeah
1: like, Very you can tell that, guy, like what's up with this guy you know yeah
0: like you don't know a whole lot about him and it's pretty straightforward in the films and this it sounds like gives him a lot more depth yeah and
1: it also explains like how um Camino the planet Camino where they build the clones in in the movie in the second movie yeah right the attack of the Clones. Like, how does not anyone know where this planet is, right? Because it's not in the Jedi archives. It got disappeared. Like, this planet doesn't exist. And Kenobi's like, what? That's weird. In this series, it explains why Kamino is not in the archives.
2: What? It okay. Does, it does a
1: little subtle. Dude, they do little subtle things to fix the prequels. It's so crazy. Like, like they fill in the plot holes for us. You know what I mean? Like, it's just so fucking good dude like i just love every second about it and that's why i love rogue one too the movie itself because it filled in a lot of the plot holes like how they get the star wars plans like how did they know where to shoot you know what i mean and then the the movie rogue one like they got the plans and they figured out this is this is exactly where you got to shoot and ah dude yeah they fill in the plot holes just great
0: speaking of rogue one
1: Rogue you One, see, right? You yeah. see my SIGU?
0: Yeah, I like the the SIGU. The Cassian so, Andor. Cassian Andor himself, man. How are I you liking this show, Jason? Love it, dude. It doesn't feel Star Wars, does it? Uh, you know, in the best way, though, to be honest. In the best way, yes, exactly. Uh, I, I agree 1000%. I love this show, man. I I've said it before and I'll say it again, like this is a show that I would recommend to someone who does not care about Star Wars. I'd be like I agree. you will still like this show. If you're into if you're okay with sci-fi, that's the only the only thing. It is still very much a sci-fi show, which I appreciate because I feel like you that's what keeps them connected to the Star Wars world because in tone, in style, in delivery, it doesn't feel like Star Wars at all, dude. But very it, dark. When it does feel like Star Wars, when you see them pull out those blasters, you, get when you see Star Wars. all these different <laughs> kinds of animal not animals I'm sorry alien creatures um, throughout the storyline, and just a lot obviously all the spaceship travel it feels it, that's when you feel connected back to it, but man, it fills so many holes about how the empire treated the ga- the rest of the galaxy, not just the big story, right not just yeah. And how um
1: people started to turn to the rebellion, right? Because before there was no rebellion. Everyone's just like, oh shoot, the republic, the civil war, separatists versus the battle of the of the the republic and the separatists, like that ended and it created an empire. And the empire was supposed to be something safe for everyone, right? It was supposed to be to protect everyone. Turns out it's not so much as it seems, because everyone right now at this point thinks the empire, um, Palpatine, the Emperor is a good guy because you don't know you don't know what's going on you didn't know what was going on when like how do you overtake everything and everyone thinks like yeah no the empire took over like it's not the republic anymore because there was people that were um what what's it called uh treason and all that stuff like doing a lot of shady stuff and apparently the emperor found all this out and were like no we gotta we gotta just be one right and it turns out it's not so it's not like that. It turns out the government was just trying to get control of the people.
0: Yeah. To
1: start a rebellion.
0: And well, getting rid of anything that could protect uh, that could protect the republic so that the empire could flourish. Man, it was just the way that they show how you put people. I mean, it is a perfect example of what fascism looks like. It, it harkens so much. I kept watching this. Again, history in me was just like this... This would have been what it would have been like if Japan and Italy and, and Germany had taken over the world. This is, uh, this is what it would be. You'd have work camp, work, work camp prisons, right? That would be one of the biggest things. Yeah. Are, are you caught up all the way? Yes. Oh, dude, that one scene, guys. Spoilers.
1: When they find out that, I was like, what happened to section two? I was like, why did they all die in that prison? and then no one finds out until like towards the end i was like what happened in prison too why were they all killed i was like well they found out that one of the prisoners that was supposed to be set free was just put into another zone it's like so no one's getting out they're just going to recycle you guys and put you guys into another thing and that was blew my mind that and that's like you see and or space is like i gotta get out of here and like you can see in, in that moment in his face, because like in the beginning, right? Like he just wanted to be out of it. Like he didn't want to be part of the rebellion. He didn't want to do anything. He just wanted to get himself free, look, find his sister, and and, and live happy by his own. Like I don't care about the government. I just want to live my own life. In that moment, I think you see his face is like, uh, I we have to do something. I can't just stand here and not fight. I got to escape, and I got to bring all these people with me. That's what I felt, based off of like that last scene.
0: No, me. I definitely think his experience in the prison and what's happening there uh, changes his mind about the rebellion. And I think he's going to, I mean, I don't know, right? But I think he's going to end up leading a prison revolt that becomes successful. I, yeah. Who knows? Even the prison true. leader,
1: like the prisoner himself, like he was like, no, no, right. just listen to the rules. I, I got 200 days left. And then after him seeing that too, he's like, oh shit. And that's you know? why,
0: because the whole episode, Cassie and Andor is trying to get him to tell him how many guards are ever on each floor. And finally, at the end, when the doctor, who is also a prisoner, comes and tells them no one's leaving, they just put you into, into another place. That's why. That's why two got. Uh, that's why they completely got rid of yep. two, because yep. they they Maybe realized enough. it and started fighting back. I'm sure, and they eradicated them all. And, you know, right after he, they figure this out, they're walking back, and he, he asks again. He's like, how many, on e- how many guards on each floor? And he's like, never more than 12. He finally is, realizes the position that he's in and that, you know, just following the rules and keeping your head down and doing what they ask of you is not going to be enough. It's not going to be enough to, to just get through it and move on. And Andy Circus does such a great job of showing that character turn yes, dude. throughout those Love episodes. It. Cause he's so uh, he's so obnoxious in some cases, cause he's just willing to like help them control the inmates, but it's cause he thinks he's gonna get out of it, right? He yeah, thinks like, like if, like, if, if obedient, I do this, yeah, if I'm I gonna do my get job. rewarded. Yeah. And that's you know that's funny because I mean, it plays into, and not to get too political here, but it plays into the current prison industrial complex that we have, right? Like we don't, our system isn't made to get prisoners out of prison and keep them out. It's very much like a a cycle. It's cyclical. They'll be in and out, and then you keep getting money in that way. You will get labor in that way. You will be
2: they you'll labor. be controlling
0: the population in that way and i know that sounds crazy but that's and they're privately owned prisons right so yeah, just, pri- yeah there's some privately owned prisons and they can do a lot more things it's a it can be its own modern version of slavery and if if we have prisons the whole point of having a prison right is to rehabilitate in this show it shows that that's not what it's for it's for labor and possibly labor in order to you know get contracts with other parts of the government or large corporations to make right. more money, right? And that's that's a reality that you see is most likely in the show and in real life. It's just shocking to see all these connections where you're like, yeah, you see the cycle there. They make it much more evident in the show, right? Like it's like, oh, you'd never get out. Whereas in real life, it's more of a, yeah, you know, they don't teach you any way to change your <laughs> change your life and it for the better. And they Still, only they only teach you things that actually will make you most likely go back to prison.
1: Ah oh, man. and and like he said, like when he went into prison for the first place, like he was just not even affiliated with it. It's like you go for prison for originally, like right, you're like, oh you I was like, what a shame. This used to be just a six month uh a sentence. Now it's a six year sentence crazy how the empire just changed that all of a sudden on
2: without you
0: yeah without any voting i mean it's that clear fascism right they're trying to they're trying to squash any dissent that they think might be appearing but it's true it's going to play into the rebels hands you you come down too hard you're going to turn more people against you and that's what uh that's what their leader gosh axis i don't remember his actual name his code name is axis for the from the empire but it's uh Luthen, Luthen, there we go. Stellan yeah, Scar- yeah. Ga- Skarsgård's character. Yeah, he wants that to happen because he knows people will get angry, and that's when they'll want to stand up and fight. They'll be so tired of being under the 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 thumb of the empire that they'll want to fight back. And it's 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 riveting in every episode. That that heist episode.
2: Whoo! So what good.
0: a good episode! <laughs> My God. Like, it just shows the stakes that they're really fighting for. And, you know, I've heard, I've heard you guys have conversations about the show in terms of, like, what you have to be willing to do in order to really have a successful rebellion or even a war. There are things that you're going to do that you're going to hate yourself for. And they show these choices being made constantly in the show. Where It's like, well, what do, you, the what do you think I have to, I make, have to yeah. do? Yeah. If you really think that, I'm, that I have a better choice... Without getting the outcome that I need, then it's then you are living in a fantasy, and it's true. Some of these situations, like at least in this story, are I did I don't see another way for them to to make it happen instead of by complete force. It's kind of crazy. It's crazy. It's crazy. The questions that the the show starts getting you to ask. Yeah, it it really is. Dude. And honestly,
1: after the series ends. I'm going to have to watch Rogue One again because I'm, I'm so excited to see like where Andor goes from like from the beginning to the end and like what brought him to the – you know, what brought him there. Apparently, there's only going to be two seasons of
0: Andor. So Yep. Two seasons, 12 episodes. So hopefully the second season doesn't take too long to come out because it also doesn't look anywhere near as expensive as the other shows. So... Oh, no. Yeah, because
1: there's not that much alien, so they don't have to use a lot of makeup. And <clears throat> yeah, I, I agree. I, I feel like it looked very affordable. Like there's not a lot of explosions. Well, there's some, you know. But yeah, yeah there's explosions. There's
0: space fights, but those are fairly cheap to make nowadays. I'm I'm really impressed with the way this show is going. It's, and you know what it's I really a much like? Darker too? feel, huh? There's not a lot of CGI,
1: bro. You don't need CGI to make stuff good, bro. Just give me back the old puppet aliens. I'm, I'm all good, bro. Give me that.
0: Like uh, that doctor, that doctor that was helping his friend. Uh, he was doing surgery on him with the forearms. Um, that was a great use of costume. Oh,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. See, yeah, exactly. Like,
0: it looked real. It doesn't,
1: like, you don't need that CGI, bro. Give me, give me them puppets.
0: <laughs> I don't know about you. In these last episodes, I've seen a lot of aliens. Yes, they're not main characters. But the aliens are everywhere. It, it, my question is, why wasn't there aliens in that prison? Oh, that's a good question.
1: Right? They were all humanoids. So or that's what they call them humanoids, right? I don't know.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Well, yeah, I could believe that. you're right. There were no aliens, huh? I'm gonna have to take yeah. a look at that on the next episode. Yeah, because I know I know we're gonna see a next episode. Oh, I can't wait, bro.
1: I can't wait. I'm glad you're enjoying it. I really do enjoy it. People that haven't seen it. Um, if again, if you're not into Star Wars, but if you're trying to get into it like this is not it doesn't
0: feel star wars like if you like drama if you like sci-fi if you like uh honestly like gritty shows it it fills all of those boxes for you it really does i agree disney's really going for it with a lot of different themes that i don't see them really go for yeah, just like they're
1: they're trying new things, just like Visions. I don't know if you've seen Visions yet, but
0: I have not seen oh, Visions, dude. but I know that I hear. I know that there's just You'll amazing animators on that. Yeah, one. amazing animation. Okay, okay. Let's uh let's get into our main topic, Jason. We're gonna go into our feature presentation now that we've uh, hyped up Andor. Go and check it out on Disney Plus, guys. But let's get into our feature presentation. Our favorite Marvel films. So we are doing our top ten uh, Marvel films across all of Marvel. So not just MCU. This includes Sony's Marvel Universe, and it also includes the X Men, Fox Marvel Universe, uh, and Hulk. Don't forget Hulk, guys. I know there's some really big Eric Banner fans, fans, out, fans there. out there. Yep. 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 Yep, so, you know, we wanted to give you guys a shout-out. But we're going to get into it in honor of Black Panther 2 coming out this Friday.
1: In in all fairness, I only did the MCU ones, like the Kevin Feige ones, okay? I did not. I did all Marvel. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I do want to honorable mention mine. I know we said top 10, so 11 for me will be Black Panther. Since, you know, it's coming out this Friday. Yeah, 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 The first Black Panther. Yeah.
0: Well, I would assume so. Did you get to see the new one? <laughs> some All people right. have, but we're, we're not there yet. We're not that type of pod yet. Yeah, not we're not we're not considered the media quite well, yet. Once, once we get enough
1: listeners, though, we'll get invites
0: to watch uh, early showings, right? Damn right. We, we appreciate you guys for sticking with us. You'll get us there one day. One day! <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I'm going to go ahead and throw my number 10 out. I'm sure some people would be like, how do you have that at number 10? But... Honestly, the top 10 were pretty difficult hey, to make it's your them. list. all right honestly I, I, I have a top 20 and they're all fairly close. like the biggest differences are obviously between like one one to five is probably its own section. then six to ten is its own section Then 10 to 15. like they're all in like all of them could be fairly, fairly close to each other. Anyway, my number 10 is the second-to-last installment, no, third-to-last installment of the Fox uh, X-Men films. It came before Dark Phoenix and before New Mutants. It was Logan. It gives us the death of Wolverine and pretty much birth of his somewhat daughter. Wait, he who... dies? Get out of here, now. <laughs> <laughs> And honestly, I think this is one of the best versions of Logan that we have seen in films. I think Hugh Jackman did a great job. And so did, oh my gosh, I'm, this, is, this is why I'm Professor getting X. oh Yes, Professor X. Patrick Stewart. Thank you. <laughs> Patrick Stewart did a really, really good job as a very vulnerable um, and elderly Professor X. It was very believable for me. The storyline was really fun, man. Right, because he's going but, through dementia, but, like, the person yeah. with the most
1: powerful mind going through dementia.
0: Could do how, some crazy things. And
1: how his powers can affect everyone around. is He's probably one of the
0: most dangerous people on, on Earth. Yeah, it was a well-written story, dude. Oh. So good. And it was so fun, even in the sense that you see that that scene where all the kids are like trying to find a way to protect themselves, and Wolverine is there with them. He's really their only protection. His fight against his own clone, the Weapon X clone. My God, that was that was intense. Such um, a, such an intense movie.
1: And we get a little shout out to our hometown, bro, El Paso. El Paso. You know, in the Um, beginning scene, like we're like, whoa, this is a rated R Logan film. Let's go. You know, like that's when you get the taste of it. It's like this is what we've been needing the
0: whole time. There's a there's a lot of blood here. (laughs) Yeah. Oh man. It's it's a it's a good, it's a good movie. I know strangely enough, how could it be top ten? It should be higher up, but had some stiff competition, man. But my number 10, Logan, what about you? Again, not on my
1: list because it's not MCU. But guys, I promise it's up there. I'm gonna go with Spider Man Homecoming, Tom Holland's first film. Oh, I loved it, dude! Uh, you get Iron Man in there. You get kind of just a, just a little tie into everything. I, it's not Spider Man's uh, Tom Holland's first appearance, but it's his own solo movie, and just the fact that we're bringing Spider Man finally back into the MCU was just like amazing like all right what are they gonna do with this and boy like we've already gotten two spider-man already that we've all loved but ah dude just everything i, I just think the casting was great and yeah, it was funny you know like you just get i feel like tom holland i, I think toby mcguire was the best peter parker right mm-hmm. andrew garfield was the best spider-man and I think Tom Holland does a good mixture of both, of being both characters. Yeah. That makes sense, right?
0: Yeah, and honestly, after this, I think that in his next film, he could take the top spot of best Spider-Man. Uh, I'm going to have to agree with you, my friend. Yeah, he has a really good chance of showing showing off Spider-Man in a much more confident version of himself. Yeah. And honestly, I think uh, showing the college version of Peter Parker is going to be... It's also going to be hard to beat, so... I'm excited to see what they do with him. But the original Homecoming, you have no idea how excited I was when this movie came out. All I wanted was for Spider-Man to go back to Marvel, and this is the closest we are ever going to get. Dude, and I think I'm basing all these movies off of, like, how much did I like this movie when
1: I first saw it? You know what I mean? So I'm basing that off of my rankings. Okay, guys? These are my rankings, not yours. Don't hate me because I have one movie in my top ten that's not in there in your top 10 that's not in there And people swear that like that's the best movie which to me was kind of i thought it was just mid
0: and i'll tell you which one it is it's on your I, list it's not on I, my i'm pretty <laughs> sure it's my number 5 it is isn't your number 5
2: yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah we'll have a discussion about it yeah yeah
1: yeah i can't wait <laughs> all right we'll what's
0: homecoming i mean vulture jesus great dude, casting. Michael, Ugh, Michael yeah, Keaton dude. as Vulture. And then the way they used Vulture as like not the same from the comics, a much more believable villain that you could get behind. It's a masterpiece of the film. I love it. And bro, come uh, on. Come on. Come on. Let's be real. Aunt May. <laughs> Aunt May bro. Beautiful. May. Tomei, beautiful. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Alright. My number nine is in fact a uh, Black Panther. I thought the style of this movie, the color use, the music. Kendrick Lamar did a separate soundtrack for it, which was amazing. Which was in the whole film. The score was amazing, in my opinion. Yeah, the score. I mean, both
1: scores. <laughs>
0: they, were, they were so good. And the story arc of both T'Challa and his adversary, Killmonger. Oh, my God. This is one of those movies, one of those few movies where you you kind of... You like the villain more than you like the the protagonist, Dude, right? He and was just so likable. You're like, man, you're CGI angry, but I like you. Me. Actually, that's the one thing that uh did bother me. There's a specific scene when they're fighting on the uh, on train tracks that looks really oh, bad.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. No, I like the night the night where he's like
0: chasing oh, someone yeah,
1: yeah. yeah i like that cgi like that cgi was dope but yeah i do agree with you on the train tracks like yeah you're you're not pretty, wrong on that yeah it
0: was pretty bad yeah but overall an amazing movie and it just shows you so much of their culture and this world that we know nothing about i hope we get the same with not just wakanda but also uh the people of god i don't even think it's going to be called atlantis Want to know what they what this whole new underwater world is going to be uh, that they're going to use for Namor? So I'm super super big fan of the first one. It is still in my top ten. Me and my wife had had arguments because she thought that I would have it more so at like number five or six. I was like, no, because you like that movie. movie. Yeah. yeah, I really like Black Panther, but it's there's some that are just they they get me more. They get me more than Black Panther. But again, amazing movie. That's my number nine. What's your number nine? Dude, for me, it's the one that started it all. Well,
1: not technically, but yes. I think it started it all. It started the whole MCU universe. I'm going to go with the very first Iron Man.
0: Well, yeah, if you're not counting uh, non-MCU films. Yes, yes, bro. I I told you my (laughs) list. But dude
1: tony Stark uh wow, why uh Robert downey jr is the is Tony Stark bro like they couldn't have that's the like the most perfect casting ever, yeah, until he dies, there's nobody that can play, him. no anyone. one's gonna yeah, and I like, again, yeah, it just started everything I remember laughing the first time I saw that movie, just like laughing, loving the action, and just like, oh, this is so cool, like we get a super uh. Uh, a superhero movie that's actually good, you know what i mean? Exactly. <laughs> you were like, "Oh, this is so cool."
0: Um is Batman, but you know, we'll we'll get into that. Uh Spider-Man and Spider-Man 2 were pretty good. I just had yeah, my yeah. own issues with them that, you know, it just it's the style they chose. But like for you said, Spider-Man. like this
1: we were talking about the She-Hulk and how the like the whole uh what's that process? Uh the whole MCU um, formula. Formula. This is what started the formula. You know, like this is, you know, there was comedy, there was action, but there was still drama. Like it was just everything you wanted in that film. Like, oh, dude, I loved it.
0: And, and yeah. honestly, I love that in the desert, he gets to, he makes his first suit and it's the OG suit from the comics. Yes, dude. Because yeah, yeah, I really wanted to see pay a, back a lot of that of homage in the movie, to it. And You get to see it. Yeah, it's it's so good. It's so oh, good. Great. great
1: movie. But yeah, man, You're... that's all I'm going to say about that. If you haven't seen that, <laughs> you know, if you haven't seen the one that started everything, like, what's wrong with you?
0: Well, welcome to, welcome to Planet Earth. Um, we're glad to have you back. There's some <laughs> movies to check out. But yes, let's go, go on to our number eight. So we actually both have the same number eight, so we could actually talk about this one together. Jason. Guardians of the Galaxy, number eight. We both have it. What what do you think is so good about Guardians of the Galaxy? We actually talked a little bit about this movie right before the pod. Uh, it was just like low key, just
1: like different uh, from all the other ones. Yeah, it was. They it made, had a really good ensemble, too. Yeah, yeah. It was more of an ensemble cast, too. Like, it wasn't just like one character, like Iron Man. Thor, Hulk. It wasn't based off one character; it's just based off a whole, like you said, a whole ensemble of characters, and they worked really well together. And we got to see more of the alien based side of the of the universe itself. We got a little bit more CGI, you know. You know, there's it's problematic, but still, it's kind of fun. All, all the lights and stuff, like if.
0: You know, if if you're into that 3D stuff, you know. I thought the whole nowhere scene was really cool. The skull of a, the skull of a god. What are they called? Those giant celest- uh, celestial,
2: <laughs> those all those, those giant celestial creatures. Yeah. Uh,
0: the skull of the celestial. I thought that was great. Seeing the collector was really interesting. Howard the Duck shows up there. I mean, there's the so duck. many yeah, cameos. And then their use of music, as I was mentioning with James Gunn, their use of music is so fun, and it gets you into the movie. And it gets no, we'll you connected to the characters in a different way. And yeah, not they... to mention, lots of love for 80s alternative rock, huh? Yeah, dude.
1: Amazing. And yeah, that's that... that's James Gunn, right?
0: That's James Gunn. I felt a lot of um, Guardians of the Galaxy into Peacemaker. So... Yeah, you can feel the same kind of style in Suicide Squad and Peacemaker. And it's a good style. The the sets were amazing in Guardians of the Galaxy. It was so unexpected. I think the one thing that I didn't love was the dance-off to save the galaxy at the very end. Didn't love it. But it was funny. Yeah. Just over time, like the, how funny it is is less and then you just watch you see it as like a a plot point yeah that's that's not as great as it was when i thought it was hilarious yeah where like the guy was like what are you doing and like turns out like there's a bigger picture after that you know what i mean yeah Yeah. so I, i i get what you're saying yeah so overall though i and also turned chris pratt into a fucking star like overnight star same thing with rocket and groot immensely popular with kids now kids know the guardians of the galaxy super well and before that movie came out let me tell you i didn't know anything about guardians of the galaxy except that it was like a really obscure 80s comic book um
1: i only knew about them from a spider-man disney show where drake bell was the spider-man huh yeah they show um (sighs) i forgot who it was that rocket character what's his name anyways we're getting off topic i can't remember so we'll we'll forget about it (laughs)
0: uh yeah no dude uh great film what's your number seven film on your list so my number seven is actually higher up on your list do you want do you want to talk about it now yeah yeah and then we'll just once we get to mine we'll I'll oh, we're going to do we are literally going to do the same thing trade for our number 7s yes. cuz your number 7 is my number 4. Yes, sir. All right, all right. So, our my number 7, Jason's number 5 is Thor Ragnarok. Now, this movie completely revitalized the Thor franchise, bro. It sure did. That's why it I was it so, so high good. up there. It's so good. It's so hilarious and it yes, there are similarities to Guardians of the Galaxy. Of course, But it's still very much Takeaway TD style, not James Gunn style. And that's what you see in the movie. And you know how we were talking about in Black Adam earlier today. To bring it all together. When I was talking about how they used Paint It Black in a fight scene for Black Adam and it didn't hit. in Thor Ragnarok. When Immigrant Song comes up and you see Thor slow motion with his hammer about to throw some crazy electricity on that bridge. That is such a hype moment for the movie. I was like, oh my God, this is amazing. Like I was so hyped up watching that whole scene. I thought even though, you know, she didn't get a whole lot of time on screen, Kate Blanchett as Hela, one of my favorite villains. My amazing, bro.
1: She did amazing.
0: She was uh, so fun to watch. I wished she hadn't died. And we got introduced to Korg. That's right, Korg, Korg, I'm Korg. is hilarious in this. Yeah,
1: one. Taika Waititi's character, bro. He's hilarious in that one. He's also hilarious in uh, another movie that you have on your list that I didn't wasn't really fond of, but he was, <laughs> I think it was probably the best part in that movie, my opinion. When they're playing video games,
0: anyways. <laughs> wow, that's okay. Moving on. Um. Anyway, Ragnarok is just a whole lot of fun watching. Watching Thor find Hulk in Sakaar and their gladiator fight was epic. That met Damien cameo was hilarious. Hilarious. <laughs> and uh, Chris Chris Hemsworth brother. God, I don't remember. Liam missing?
1: No, 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 not no. Liam, Hemsworth, Liam the Hemsworth,
0: the other one. Their third brother. I can't Oh, even that's remember right.
1: He's, on that Play
0: Store. He's the one that plays Thor. He's the one that plays Thor, yeah. That's hilarious, dude. I love it. I love it, dude. <laughs> Lots of great story. Yeah. I mean, they used humor so well. And they, they, you know how we talked a lot of smack about Love and Thunder having too many storylines yeah. and it not working out. See, Ragnarok was able to do that much, much better. I think they tried recreating that. I think that was yeah. the problem, you know. Except they did it super lazy. You know? Yeah, so yeah, was, yeah, that's what it was. Felt 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 no, like. I agree. No, we,
2: hey. no. Yeah, you're We're right. I have more TV. love
0: for that movie than you do,
2: right? <laughs> yeah. So. <laughs>
0: I just Ragnarok on all ends. I thought the humor hit perfectly. It was what Thor needed. It fits the character and it just made the character so much fun. It was such a fun movie to watch. And I mean, when you go to the movies, that's what you want. You want to have fun. You want to feel something. You want, you know, you want it to get you to emote. And this one, I just, I cracked up through the whole thing and I was also in awe of all of this, all of these different worlds that they took us to. Oh, same. And it all worked together. It it didn't seem like these totally separate stories. Uh, Hulk was great in it. I thought thought the whole storyline for Hulk was solid, too. So it helped the character grow quite a bit, as by the end of the movie, he has accepted a lot of his own faults, and he's taken more responsibility as king. Now, he he reverts in another movie that we're going to talk about, which is kind of disappointing. But you do see him like take responsibility for himself and finally you know become the man that he's supposed to be at least in that moment yeah man agreed all right man so
1: we're going to head into our number 7 yeah you got your number 7 yeah my number 7 that's right none other than a movie that came out was it this year or last year 2021
0: Oh, was it it had to have been 2021 it was 2020. 2021 yeah okay none
1: other than shang chi
0: that's Man. my number four guys that's my number that's four movie is
1: number four my number seven what i love about this movie so much bro is the action i think they it probably has the best fight fight scenes in all of
0: mcu and the the intentions of the villain are so much more relatable like he's yeah not like they're a not a black really and white villain. villains yeah exactly yeah. like you kind of relate to him like well i mean i see why he's doing this so and the emotional payoff when his dad finally like protects him at the end and gives him the rings while also hitting the demon i thought it was that it was such a good payoff on that whole storyline
1: yeah man and it was a kind of right all the jokes that came in is just like obviously modern jokes like that are within our timeline obviously uh but yeah dude, like to me it was just the action i loved everything about it and like you said the villains it just it just made
0: the sh- the movie just fit so well so uh, before I, think- I say this go ahead i will say i do think she's funny i do think she's funny i just don't know why i didn't find her as funny in this movie Aquafina's jokes didn't land for me in this movie that much. Oh, Shang-Chi's a uh, companion? Yeah, yeah. She, like her, usually she's a lot funnier. I felt like some of the lines were like overly cheesy. Like they gave her all the yeah, see the those? overdone lines. And you're like, why? She's yeah. supposed to be like a... Because they, you know who she reminded me of in that movie? Like someone like a Kevin Hart type of character where they just have funny yeah. one-liners the whole yeah, time. Yeah, 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 yeah. I was like, why are they doing this? Is that what they I just do to that. comedians? But I, she, I totally agree with that. <laughs> it didn't take away from the movie for me though. So I was just like, "Ah, mm-hmm. it's fine. It's some great, great stuff. Uh, ben Kingsley did a great job as that actor from Iron Man three who pretended to be the Mandarin. I thought that was great. Mm-hmm. That Everything was that came out of his mouth was hilarious. And Shang-Chi's sister story arc, too. Great payoff on that one. You saw she always wanted to be a warrior like them, and she became her own. She took it upon herself and ends up taking over the Ten Rings. We got to see Wong. Oh. You know, we get to see Wong, all of that. Yeah, throughout that movie, you really enjoy watching, watching all of these different things happen, and Wong being right there at the end. A good just way such to kind a great of um, show. Besides Spider-Man. And all the other movies, but like I think
1: like this one was like a good way to kind of start Phase Four off, you know. Like they did like little subtle cameos. Yeah, and
0: now knowing where Phase Four is kind of taking us to, like all these new new people coming up out of the woodworks, having been there, having not been there. Yeah. um, And seeing where they get them, where they start connecting them, hopefully, is going to be a big payoff too. But Shang Chi, God best fight scene I've ever watched Busing. has to be that yeah. bus scene. Yeah. That bus scene, bro. <laughs> that oh one God. or the Daredevil one-shot
2: uh, but, I mean,
1: <laughs> prison scene. The prison scene, that that's actually um, Punisher.
0: It's in Punisher? Yeah, it's in Punisher.
1: When Daredevil's trying to get out of that prison? No, no, it's, it's when they're trying to kill the Punisher in the prison because Kingpin's trying to kill him. And he has everyone in that prison, like all the gates open up and they're all trying to kill him. The Punisher's like, nah, I got this. It's the Punisher. Oh, wait. Oh, oh, that that is it. No, that is Daredevil. But it's the Punisher that's doing it. It's season two or three in Daredevil when they introduce the Punisher. And that's like, like, that's when we get the Punisher. You know what I mean? You're not wrong. You're not wrong. It is it isn't Daredevil, but it's the Punisher that's doing the prison
0: scene, Mayhem. I'm pretty sure it's it's uh Charlie Cox. Like I remember scenes of him, No, no, like, no. Charlie Cox has a hallway scene where it's like black,
1: black and red, and like there's silhouettes and he's like fucking dudes up. But the yeah, the prison the, scene the that you're talking scene. about is the one shot scene, is it's definitely the punisher.
0: Oh. I'm gonna have to check into this man. I was so sure. All right. Well, anyway, bus scene is still <laughs> probably better than that. I would yeah, say
1: that, and that's why I love it, and that's why it was so high to me. Um, the thing that didn't do it for me at the end, why I have it at seven, is just the CGI at the end and like the whole dragon scene. Now I'm not saying that I didn't like it; it was just like again, just the CGI kind of kills it for me sometimes at the end.
0: Oh, with that monstrous dragon-looking dragon creature, thing, and... yeah, yeah, that's fair. Fair. anyways man. okay. Your number okay. six my number six deadpool 2 deadpool 2 wild <laughs> wild that you have deadpool 2 and not the first one in your list uh deadpool 1 is just outside of my list actually it's right after logan so it'll been my number 11
1: again guys i'm not putting non-mcu films on my list
0: but deadpool 1 would definitely be in my list so yeah, so Deadpool 2, I mean, it's obviously we're back with Ryan Reynolds and he's just doing his thing. <laughs> just being a complete idiot. We see the storyline kind of intertwine with this character, this young kid named Rusty, and Cable comes back in time to try to actually kill that kid cuz cause he causes uh he causes all kinds of uh things to happen in the future that are not, uh, that are not great, I guess would be the best way to say it. Uh It also includes Zazie Beats as Domino. I thought she was amazing as Domino. I really enjoyed the three of them. I was awesome. Yeah. I thought she was amazing. I'd really love to see the three of them again in Deadpool three, but I doubt it since I know we're going to have Hugh Jackman. I'd really like to see Josh Brolin and Zazie Beats again, but we'll see. Um, just so much fun, so much humor in this one. You get to see Ryan Reynolds kill himself, make fun of himself. Um, really amazing fight scene with Juggernaut. You get to just see
1: more really Colossus. breaking the fourth wall. A lot of and again wall
2: breaks.
0: <laughs> that's
1: what I kind of again. She Hulk. We talked about this. That's what I want. I want She Hulk to do more of that. More talking to the screen. You, you
0: feel me? More of a Deadpool thing. Does that make um, sense? Oh, we'll definitely get more. We will definitely get more of that. So that's my number six. Uh, what's yours? Uh, for me, dude, Ant
1: Man. I think it's very Ant-Man. different from all the Marvel movies out there. I I went in. I was like, okay, cool. Like, I don't really know much about Ant Man. You know, because they're introducing Thor. Like, we we know about all these characters. Like Ant Man. I was like, really, they're making a movie about Ant Man? And when I I saw that they were doing Paul Rudd. I was like, all right, why Paul Rudd? Like I had no idea what this movie was going to be about. I was excited that it was Paul Rudd. Cause I was like,
0: he's hilarious.
1: Yeah. And I was like, okay, so <laughs> is this going to be a comedy movie? Oh man. Was it, was it?
0: Oh, I loved it, dude. I mean, we later learned, you know, that most Marvel movies have some sort of comedy in them. Right? Yes. So. Yes. Yeah.
1: But like not during the time that that movie came out, you know? Um, my favorite, my favorite part to this day, is Michael Pena's character, Luis, <laughs> telling the story. Yeah, telling the stories like, "Hey, but she, she was like all about it, I say, and uh, you know, and she was like super fucking fine, right? You know. Oh, dude, he's <laughs> such a good
0: character.
1: Just explaining the story of like what happens. You know what's funny? Someone told me when I'm really animated and I, when I really like a story to explain. That that's kind of how I am when I tell a story that I'm really into. Cause like Jason, you get super into details when you tell a story that you really like that you want to <laughs> tell people. I'm like, God ah, damn it, guys. If you're and like Michael Bena, yeah, that's great. That's uh, so great. But it's hilarious. And he's also Hispanic too. So I'm like, fuck you guys, you know? <laughs> yeah, I'll take it, but fuck you. But aren't those aren't those scenes the best, right? Cause they the people are reenacting with him and like they're like talking, right?
2: yes
0: those are such good scenes honestly all of the friends are even ti one of the best parts of the movie yeah Yeah, ti is a lot of fun (laughs) the guy that plays polka dot man i forget his name he comes
1: out in a lot of stuff writes a lot of stuff i forget his name too yeah but he was hilarious too um yeah just just a good fun movie that's really all i can say about it bro like it was just it was just fun like just seeing Paul Rudd being a superhero. Dave Dismalchin, that's uh, that's his name. Dave Dismalchin, shout out to him.
0: But yeah, and then Michael Douglas as the original Ant Man, Hank Pym. I thought that was very clever. Yeah, Evangeline Lilly is Hope, who will finally get to see his wa- Wasp a little bit more in uh, this third one. I hope. So i I think I think it's a good choice, man. Honestly, I I have mine much further down i think he's like number 19 in my top but it's still a great movie oh okay fair enough all right so number five for you my number five yeah since your number five was ragnarok my number five is avengers endgame now jason so you're 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 not really feeling the endgame vibes huh ah bro i didn't I thought it was good, but like, it's just, I don't know, man.
1: I don't know what it is. I just, I just thought it was okay. Everyone was like, yo, this is amazing. Like, and and don't get me wrong. I feel like they closed the whole phase properly. Like I enjoyed it, but like, it just wasn't my thing. Again, my favorite part was the, when you find Thor, like just, you know, all depressed playing video games with a
0: Korg you know and (laughs) i thought you know so for me the first act of the movie seeing where they all are five years later is super interesting yeah and it really like got my attention i think the second act is really weak uh that's when they start going back in time yeah that's my thing yeah yeah it's a lot of fan service obviously yeah the the points that are supposed to pay off the most are thor with his mother which yeah it pays off but it's not it's not amazing. The one payoff it that is I did really mean. enjoy was Iron Man's when he's talking to his father. I thought that was a really good payoff. Um, but otherwise, going back in time and then going to uh, Vormir again. Like, oh damn,
1: that's America's ass. You know yeah. that was cool.
0: Where fighting. <laughs> that where, was funny. Yeah, um,
1: like, again, like it just wasn't like enough for me. Like they did a the lot of payoffs, f- but like story itself, like they did a lot. Of, there was a lot. Of cheesier moments that like i just was
0: like oh okay they're just doing this for this you know the back and forth fight scene of who was going to kill themselves on vormir that that i actually didn't like that That was that that was epic i didn't like it i didn't like i i mean the way they were able to stop each other was cool but like those one-liners that they kept giving each other was making it pretty annoying for me again it's one-liners everywhere dude yeah yeah it's just just a bunch of
1: one-liners and just paying off to like it was just like, "Hey, we're paying homage to all the movies
0: that you have seen." That's why I didn't like it. I was like, "This is whack." Now that being said, the third act comes back so strong for me. Does it that it that no. I don't care how how weak the second act was? Because my god, for you, okay? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. So right when they snap everyone back and the fight begins, it On is. Your left. Yeah, seriously. Listen, we're not even there yet. We're not even there yet. Uh, my bad, my bad. All right, first you get to see the main three guys for the past 10 years duke it out with Thanos. And the most epic moment when Cap picks up Thor's hammer and starts fighting. It's just, See, bro, I thought that was cheesy. Oh, God, no. And he's I like, it. I knew it. Yeah, the oh, whole God. I knew it thing was a little cheesy, yeah. right? But I'll take it because, honestly, like, I mean, any fan of Cap, even if you've only seen the movie's, knows that, like, of all people who would be worthy, it would be Captain America. Oh, of course.
1: Yeah, I'm not knocking that. It's just like...
0: So watching him actually pick it up and show, like, his ability, because what, what holds back Captain America, right, is that he doesn't have the amount of super strength that other people do. He's just got a great mind, and he's got amazing tactical skills, great leadership skills, and he's able to actually use his tactical skills because of the, weapon that he ha- the weapons that he has, to actually do some damage to Thanos, I would say arguably more um, more efficiently than both Iron Thor. Man and Thor. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. So that was that was a great fight for me. And then obviously, you know, Thor gets knocked out. Iron Man gets knocked out. And it's just Captain America. The entire army is standing in front of him. That scene, like I still picture it in my head to this moment. Just the... The uh, refusal to give up in in a moment where he thinks like I know I I'm gonna die. Someday. Yeah, yeah. He's like I know I'm gonna die, but I will fight to the bitter end before I see before I see them. You know, take this world. And he's he he puts that strap nice and tight so that it like fixes his broken. I think it's just like his broken wrist or something, right? And uh, he he's ready to go at it, and that's when the the iconic line on your left and he hears falcon and suddenly everybody starts coming in through those through those portals Uh, epic epic scene and after that i mean it just becomes like a crazy crazy battle all over all over the avengers complex yeah it was all right
1: damn bro really (laughs) i was kidding no it was cool man like i said it was just again just a
0: lot of cheesy moments and did you watch this movie in the theater yeah, I did. You didn't get the crazy claps and the crowd going wild that didn't hype you up, no. Yeah, but like I wasn't, I wasn't clapping. Oh I was man, like, let me enjoy this movie. Well, there were people like straight out yelling through this movie, and it didn't even bother me because I was right there with them. And I was like, yeah. Oh yeah, it didn't bother me, dude.
1: Like I don't mind if people want to clap, laugh, whatever they want to do. That's cool. It's not going to bother my experience
0: watching a movie. That's wild, man. But hey, to each his own, to each his own. I definitely, I thoroughly enjoyed, uh, especially because this movie plays into pretty much everything that happens afterward. I think Endgame was an amazing film. Uh, That was my number five. Uh, Your number five was Ragnarok. So let's move on to your number four. So my number
1: four was the Civil War when we first got introduced into Spider-Man, Tom Holland's first appearance. And Black Panther. And Black Panther. Enough said, bro. That's it. <laughs> Come on, man. You know Next. It, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> it's like uh it was like Avengers. It was it was Captain America Civil War, but it was like Avengers, pretty much. Avengers you know?
0: versus themselves. <laughs>
2: yeah,
1: like it was Yeah, what more can I say? It's like you're you're the 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 superheroes fighting within themselves. We get the first appearance, like you said, T'Challa. Baron Spider-Man. Zemo,
0: another good villain. Baron
1: Zemo, great villain. Um that iconic scene where Iron Man's fighting Bucky and, and Captain America, dude. Um, or the, the scene where Spider-Man's fighting Cap- Captain America. And he's like, where are you from? It was like Queens. Right. I was like, Oh, I'm from so-and-so, you know, like yeah, Brooklyn, Brooklyn. Yeah. Yeah. So great. dude.
0: Uh, just, just iconic, bro. Yeah. It's, it's a great movie. I I definitely enjoyed civil war quite a bit and just shows like how much, How far Steve is willing to go for his ideals and what he thinks is right. Same thing. Same thing with um, like you still love that person, but like, hey, we don't necessarily agree on this. Like, this isn't right. And same thing with Robert Downey Jr.'s character, right? Tony Stark. Same thing. Yeah. They they really believe. Yeah. If they had stuck together, either way, they would have. Whatever they did, whatever they were going to do, they should have done it together. That definitely Steve Rogers was right about. But yeah, man. Um, your number four was my number seven, Shang-Chi. Yeah, so my number four was Shang-Chi. And your number four was Civil War. So my number three is actually the, the movie right before Civil War in the uh, Captain America franchise. Captain America Winter Soldier. Yeah, I messed up, bro. I should have had that in my top ten.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> you know,
0: listen, man. Listen. <laughs> I mean, a, a lot of things, right? He so finds out good. Bucky's alive. He finds out about this whole program that was trying to create uh, another another super soldier and what the Russians did to Bucky. The fact that Bucky is brainwashed, like he refuses to give up on his friend. And these are some of the best, outside of obviously the Black Widow movie, but these are some of the best Black Widow fight scenes that I've seen in the MCU. Oh, hell yeah, dude. Not only that, the the opening scene... Before we got Shang-Chi. Yeah. Yeah. The opening scene where Steve Rogers takes out a whole ship of guys, including that one Frenchman that can do some Jean-Claude Van Damme type of kicks... Great. Oh, yeah. That was so good. And then the, the elevator fact- scene. Oh, the elevator scene. Before we begin, does anyone want to get off? Want to get out? Yeah, that's fucking <laughs> I sick. I thought that was great. I thought that was so great. It would have been hilarious if someone actually got out. That would been pretty good. But um a lot of really interesting stuff. You see SHIELD actually having been infiltrated by Hydra, and Hydra's plan to destroy Shield pretty much works because there's nothing left after that movie. SHIELD is a shell of what it was. And uh, what's left of it will become sword, which is the intergalactic portion of it, too. So it just plays into so many things. I, th- I thought Robert Redford, as, a, as the bad guy in this, was very good. He did a great job. He Listening to him speak, I was just like, you son of a bitch, the whole time. It's like this dirty, rotten son of a bitch. So I thought there were a lot of great things about this film, and it pl- it really gives you a deeper understanding of Steve, Rod- Steve Rogers and his ideals. Oh, agreed, man, one thousand percent. Fuck, love that pick. <sighs> number I'm three mad for myself you. For
1: not putting it. So number three <laughs> for me is your number two.
0: Okay. Okay. And
1: that is going to be the better of the Avengers movies, <laughs> and that's Infinity War, dude. It is better. It's better, so much better, so much more action, so much more comedy. But the stories, it's not too cheesy. Well, I don't know about it, more it ties action. in all the characters.
0: Literally, the entire last hour of Endgame is action. So, I, I can't yeah, say it's more I action. So. I don't know, but it, it just,
1: it just, I feel like it ties in the stories a lot more, better, a, a lot more better, a lot better. And also, the good guys don't win on this one.
0: I know, and it's and we, such and we were a depressing left, dude, we were, loss.
1: We were left with a, like. A snap, and that's it. What's and, uh, happening next? I literally what,
0: sat like, in like my "What?" Chair in the theater for a second, just like quiet, because I was like, "I am so sad right now." I'll I Sway? house way.
2: How Sway? Ah, <laughs> <I'll sway.
0: laughs> oh, dude, uh, man, and it just everything they did. Just, I will say though, is it me or was Vision kind of a little bitch this whole movie? With the amount of power that fool has, yeah, like, Vision he did a not punky. seem to do anything. Yeah. He's a punk. I was like, dude. why do you suck so bad? Yeah, no, he sucked. Yeah, but you know, it played into I, the story really. Hulk really. too, bro. He gets fucking bodied.
1: <laughs> oh
0: yeah, <laughs> and then he won't come out again after that. Yeah, <laughs> dude.
1: Like, hey, he just gets
0: bodied. That's when. That's
1: when we got the beginning of of nerdy uh, Hulk that we don't like right now.
0: Oh man, I I I totally forgot about Hulk <laughs> getting worked. And not only that, like he gets worked by by Thanos like not yeah. even trying and and then you start hating characters like Peter quill, you hate
1: him because like dude you could' you could have just come on bro you could have waited a few more seconds yeah. or that one scene with uh uh Tom Holland, and Peter Parker,
0: Mr. Stark, I don't feel so well, and he
1: just
2: oh, disappears. What a
0: killer scene rock at the raccoon ad libs yeah. That was not planned. That was, was not that script. Yeah. Oh. Or Rocket loses Groot. You know, like, dude. Do you know what the writers did? Just to stab it, stab at the heart a little bit more. They were saying that uh, he was saying, um, dad. Dad. Yes. I'm like, They're dad? Like, wow. Yeah. Really? Oh. And then he just yeah. dusts away. That, that whole scene is just so bitter and sad. <sighs> but man, Spider-Man's, You should have gone for the head. Spider-Man suit, I know another one, another person to blame. Thor, he should have gone for the head. Yeah, although he—that's the first thing he says in the second movie. He's like, I went for the head. He did, but he just got the shoulder. Yeah,
1: yeah. And then um, the the whole scene where like they finally like tie together, like Iron Man, Doctor Strange, like who are you? Who is this? You know, better yet, who is Gamora? Right? You know, that was pretty great. (laughs) Finally,
0: getting the Guardians to meet uh yeah. some of the avengers was really cool too yeah you're right
1: yeah and then spider-man meets dr strange like oh, who are you uh dr Strange's like oh we're going by our fake
0: names <laughs> spider-man <laughs> i know and then knowing and knowing that they have a relationship later this is nice watching the first yeah. seeds of that yeah um i thought it was not a great way to end uh black widow's storyline but that's a whole different story
1: Um I don't remember that one. Well she just Oh right, that was an end game.
0: Sorry. Yeah, yeah, okay. <laughs> See, exactly,
1: exactly. Come on, man. Don't don't you disrespect Infinity War like that. I know she's got the white two, hair. Though. Some... Yeah. <laughs> she's
0: got the white hair in that one. Oh, does right. really... right. she she has some pretty cool fight scenes. <sighs> Speaking of uh Scarlet Witch lifting up uh lifting up um, Thanos was a pretty dope scene in, in Endgame 2. I know we're talking Infinity War, but just saying. Mm. Uh, the whole Wakanda fight scene, oh man, had me at the edge of my seat in Infinity oh, War. Oh, yeah. And then when Thor arrives, oh, so, so good. So fun. Yeah. So sick. Dude. You yeah, really feel for their by. loss. Yeah. All right. What's your number two? Because that's, your you just two. said my number two Infinity War. I think it's I mean, everything. So- The only reason
1: reason I have, again, I'm basing it off of the first time I watched these films, okay? And that's why I have my rankings the way it is. Shock factor and just like, just an awe factor. I'm gonna go with Doctor Strange, man. Doctor Strange was my number two, the very first one.
0: Hey, Gabby would agree with you. I think Doctor Strange is either her number one. No, it's her number two. Shang-Chi is her number one. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, shout out to
1: Gabby for that. No, I love that. I, I, I'm i not mad at that either. Uh, the reason why I have Doctor Strange in that is just because I really like the psychedelic things about it and just, just going into the whole, like, and just, it feels like everything, everywhere, all at once.
0: It really does, yeah. <laughs> you know what I
1: mean? And just, like, going into this whole new world and just, uh, dude, it just... Why it's not number one for me is kinda of fell off towards the end, like the Gormamu, the end, like the It Dormammu, could be problematic. Dormammu, yeah. So like it may drop down for me like eventually. Dormammu.
0: Dormammu. <laughs> the villain was a little yeah. cheap. The other villain. God. Yeah. I don't even remember his name. But like I think uh, this movie like opened the
1: universe up for us and like like oh wow, there's there's magic uh superheroes
0: and magic villains, like where strength is not gonna help you. And they're immensely so, powerful, like yeah. to a level that you couldn't even imagine. It's a good pick. Doctor Strange is pretty dope. And, and considering yeah. how much power he gets by the time we get to Multiverse of Madness, wild. Pretty dope. And,
1: and if it wasn't for Robert Downey Jr., I think this is probably the second best casting that they've had.
2: Oh, yeah. I don't know. I, yeah, or maybe yeah, Loki. pretty solid. Maybe pretty Loki, solid.
0: too. Loki's really good. Oh, that is a good one, too. Chris yeah. Evans is Captain America. I mean... America's ass, yeah. It's America's ass. Yeah. All right, number one, Jason, we actually both agree on this movie. Is it a little biased because of our age? Because we're millennials? Uh, Could be, but honestly, it pulls together so many different things and makes them work, still uses humor, and at the end of it, what's important to me about this movie is that it's true to the essence of the character. Spider-Man No Way Home. This movie, so God, another crazy theater reaction. People went crazy with this one. Lots of clapping, lots of, although a lot of people didn't know Andrew Garfield in my theater. So they're like, oh. oh, there were some people that were like, oh, oh. No, but no, like, it wasn't I, I lost theater. my
1: mind. I lost my mind. And I knew it was Andrew Garfield the first time because some was the eyes. Like, "Yeah, yeah, someone was like saying, Toby, I was like, uh uh-uh, uh, look at the eyes. Like before he even took his mask off, like, that's Andrew. That's fucking Andrew. Sure enough, it was him, dude. I was like, oh, I, dude, I was not, I was, exp- I knew we were going to get one.
0: I didn't think we were going to get both. I didn't think we were going to get both of them. Right when I saw Andrew Garfield, I was like, oh, we're definitely getting both. Really? <laughs> yeah. Oh, but yeah, dude, just like they uh, were for sure going to get Tobey Maguire. They yeah. were for sure going to get I him. I mean, the way was,
1: the movie was going, too, like, we didn't think we were going to get them like that. Like, like, we knew we were going to get them, but like, when were we going to get them? You know what I mean?
0: Uh, it and, comes in uh, a great part of the movie, too.
1: Dude, just being, I, I went to the theaters two times to see this film, and both times,
0: both reactions were amazing uh, from the crowd. The first time was much better for me. The second time, you're right, the second time is where people didn't recognize Andrew Garfield as much. First time there um, was there was yelling in both.
1: What I loved too was when the first time I saw it, I uh, was in IMAX, uh, when Charlie Cox came out. Oh uh, yeah. Dude, the really daredevil himself. <laughs> yeah. Dude, people lost like like that's when we knew we were in in for a good movie. Right? Cuz like that was like one of the beginning scenes like right we see him like green goblin hasn't come out yet and nothing and he's
0: the first cameo and we're like oh my god oh my god is it me or does willem Dafoe's green goblin not get enough credit dude amazing bro
1: like he's best villain ever yeah i don't think he gets enough credit for what he did well no i just no i don't know maybe not because we know how great he is
0: yeah that's true I just feel like he's never in a greatest villains conversation. I'm like, man, that guy. I think what
1: personally for me with a credit that we don't get is that scene where uh spoiler alert guys, Aunt May dies. Ooh. I think Tom Holland's scene where he like he's like he's realizing like what? And like it leads to him and scene where he's getting ready to kill him and then Toby stops him and like just, "Oh, dude, just like" like we've all been there, like we know you're going through your own pain, but like we've we've all been there, like on like I lost Uncle Ben, I lost um, Emma Stone's character. Jesus Christ, why is it not coming to my name? Gwen Stacy, Gwen Stacy. Like they've all been there, and like they've all won. Like you stop holding back your punches. You know what I mean? Ah, mm-hmm. oh, dude. <sighs> I. And, and again, we grew up watching Spider Man with Toby. We were like what, maybe twelve years old. And to bring them back, dude, they
0: really, they really fucking went after our nostalgia, for sure. <laughs> yeah, they definitely. It it meant a lot more if you saw the previous ones. So I made sure that uh, my daughter got the. I watched all the previous ones before the movie, and dude, in the movie theater, out loud, she's like, "Hey, that's the other Spider-Man." <laughs> oh, I love that, dude. Oh man. It's him, I was like, it is, it's him, yeah. it's Spider Man. And <laughs> hey, not gonna
1: lie, man, I like, I get like choked up, like, I don't necessarily cry, but I get choked up, like, I got choked up in a lot of those scenes where I'm like, oh my god, like, this is
0: dude. Oh, the scene, god, really... the scene where he's able to save MJ, and you know, like, all of that, what it actually means for him. Oh, yes, dude oh my god heart-wrenching man. yeah because he couldn't save gwen but then he ended up oh
1: dude that once yeah i got choked up there too i was like oh watching, and just a little jokes that they die do,
0: god yeah it
1: was rough and, and, man yeah and like the jokes that they do like are like are like who's the best spider-man like i'm one you're two you're three right kind of thing because yeah. they know like we have those debates and we're like we're being real andrew garfield is three as much as we love him yeah he's oh, number three yeah exactly so like i'm three whatever you know like and he knows there's like, ah oh, man, which else is cool as you guys, you know? It's like no, and then Toby's like, no, no, no,
0: don't, no, no, don't say that, don't say that, you know. But here's the thing, he steals the show. He really does. Oh, he did, bro. Like by the end, he was, was like, the funniest I want Spider-Man more too. Andrew Garfield.
1: Yeah, dude. We, I think it kind of pushed for like, we want a third Andrew Garfield film. We want it. Give it to us.
0: Yeah, I'll take it. I will take my <laughs> money. Shut up and take my money. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, dude. They'd make so much money. Why aren't they doing this? I don't know. But the, fa- the bringing back all those old villains, putting together... And here's my thing. They finally utter the line with great power. And then in, in her case, Aunt May says it this time, and she says, there must also come great responsibility, responsibility. which is a better use of words. It, great. it makes yes. more sense. And it just... I mean, the mantra that Spider-Man lives by and the fact that it shows the character of Spider-Man in this movie so well, so well, like, yes, of course he wants to kill this guy, but he's not going to, because he knows it's not the right thing to do, at least in terms of how he sees it. It's just, Mm -hmm. ah, God, it's, it's, it's an amazing sense of responsibility from the character. And that's what you want to see, right? You still see him being funny. You still see all that. But at the end of the day, you know that he will put everything, everything, his entire life on the line for even his own enemy. Bro, another thing that I love about it, too, is that it reset
1: the Spider-Man story, right? Because we're like, ah, man, he's going to college, but he didn't have Iron Man. He didn't have all this stuff. Like, how are we going to get back to the old Spider-Man story? You got to wipe his memory, right? Mm -hmm. Wipe everyone's memory about Peter Parker. So, like, now we have a chance to reset and still follow the comic book timeline pretty much. Not not so much. Do your own thing. But, like,
0: he really uh, had a great life for a second. And... Now it's all back to square one. He's, yep. in fact, even more alone than he ever was because Aunt May is gone and nobody that he used to know knows who he is. So good. I think they ended it so well, too. Uh, and then so getting good. that little sneak sneak peek at the classic costume. Oh, yes, dude. What I can't wait for is seeing that uh, the Venom costume. You know it's coming after... After that other mid-credits scene.
1: Yes, with uh, Tom Hardy. <laughs> Tom oh, Hardy, dude.
0: It's coming, dude. I, I wish we could have seen Tom it. Hardy in this universe, but I know his version of Venom is just so... I don't think Kevin Feige would have been willing yeah, to let that it's happen.
1: Not, it's not. Yeah, it's not the thing. And
0: <laughs> right, rightfully so. Rightfully so. So although Spider-Man No Way Home, I think is going to be extremely difficult to beat... I think Wakanda forever looking at it right now, based off the previews could have a chance. Uh, we'll see how good that movie is. I feel like my hierarchy will definitely change. So. Oh, we'll talk about it in our next pod. Cause we're both going to watch it. So guys prepare for the next
1: episode for our future presentation. the pod.
0: Yep, yeah, that's right. So that's our top 10. Uh, we'll quickly go through mine. Jason, you'll go through yours. My number 10, Logan, number nine, black Panther. Eight, Guardians of the Galaxy. Seven, Ragnarok. Six, Deadpool 2. Five, Endgame. Four, Shang-Chi. Three, Captain America Winter Soldier. Two, Avengers Infinity War. And number one, Spider-Man No Way Home. And mine were not including
1: non-MCU films. Ten, Spider-Man Homecoming. Nine, the original Iron Man. Eight, Guardians of the Galaxy, seven, Shang-Chi, six, Ant-Man, five, Thor Ragnarok, four, Captain America Civil War, three, Infinity War, two, Doctor Strange, and number one, Spider-Man No Way Home.
0: No Way Home.
1: No Way Home. <laughs> it's, it's Spider-Man No
0: Way Home. He's not going home All right. well, those, are, those are Our top 10 uh, Let us know what you guys think Let us know if you think we got it right Really is the question um, That's it for us this week Jason what are your shout outs uh, Dude I'm going to shout out To uh,
1: so Drake and 21 Savage released a new album This past weekend And I'm not even shouting out the album I'm shouting out the TikToks right now uh, they're making fun of Drake's uh one song was like "21, can you do some for me?" Oh yeah yeah, 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 yeah. And like how zesty he is, right? That's what the Gen Z kids call it, zesty when you're being a little sus. Huh. Um, so sh- shout out to those TikToks, dude, because those have been making my day, bro. Uh, shout out to uh hiking season and hiking with Jamie again. I love hiking; it's fun. It's uh it's tough, but it's fun. I like it. <laughs> uh, so on top of that, shout out to Jamie. I love you. And uh, those are those are my shout outs, man.
0: All right. So my I got one shout out. It is to uh, Gabby's family. They had a family emergency, so our thoughts are with you. Uh, love you guys, and uh, we're here for you. Whatever you need. Uh, that's it for me on shout outs. So thanks again for listening everyone we love you we appreciate you and we'll see you next week for another episode of revenge of the pod